Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of Blood on the Tamases, a Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle set in Oxfordshire, England, 2012. With me tonight... Uh, Philip playing Silas Shaw of Clan Brewer. Bex playing Velvet of Clan Venture. Lane playing Joanne Salt of Clan Toridor. And Carlos playing Theodore Penn of Clan La Sombra. Also, wearing a matching tie to Theodore. <laughs> I like Theodol, can we make that a thing? Oh yes! <laughs> it is Theodol, and Theodol has a tie that looks like mine today, so I decided to colour code myself and match with him. So now we've established the most important thing, which is about Theodol. Can, <laughs> uh, can we move to a recap? Yeah. So, oh, yeah, uh, look, the Coterie uh, make their way to court to attend meetings with their various families. And uh, Theodol and Velvet to meet Rupert's new ch- child, eh? And were instructed to support the prince should the return of Briar kindred Samata prove troublesome. Joanne was given the opportunity to redeem her clan at the cost of a fault free year, which obviously is easy peasy. Um, and Simon discovered that there was a very strong difference of opinion in his family about Samata's absence. Sir Holden instructed the coterie to go and escort Lord Amago Takahisa, an old venture and Theodore's previous dominator and his entourage from the boundaries of Oxford all the way to court. On arriving, Theodore and Velvet first encountered Naoto, a kindred who was who has no love lost with Theodore. We left the scene with Naoto having immediately baited Theodore and a completely oblivious Velvet. in <laughs> uh, a compulsion. Yep, and a compulsion. Great. All right, so let's just let's just kind of set this in. We are going to pick up where we left off. So it is Friday, the thirteenth of April, twenty twelve. It is coming on to about eleven o'clock p.m. You are currently um, on the A thirty four, a little bit south of Chilton. Uh, so you're at the kind of the southern end of Oxfordshire, and it is a slightly overcast night. The air is a little damp, but it's not raining on this occasion. There are a fleet of six SUVs that are parked. So you're not actually on the road itself, but you're in a, a little, yeah, effectively in a, in a petrol station car park. There are six SUVs currently parked up. Uh, you have two cars of your own that are there. In one car is Theodore and Velvet, which is specifically, I should say, in Velvet's car. And in Silas's car is Silas and Joanne. Standing in front of the SUVs is a kindred which Theodore recognises as Naoto and at the end of the last session he waved to Theodore in the car and as far as Velvet was concerned that is all he did. As far as Theodore is concerned he said hello Ken Kuhn in his loving way that he does. Very disrespectful. And... At that point, something of the beast began to grip at Theo's heart. So I mentioned that you've got a compulsion, so no surprises. The compulsion you're going to start this session with is dominance. Of course. Um, (laughs) So for anybody who's watching who doesn't know what on earth we're talking about, when you get a uh, bestial fail, you can get a compulsion, and that is where the beast starts to influence your behaviour. It is not like a frenzy. Uh, It is not something you're consciously aware of. It is just something that influences your behaviour and until either a certain amount of time has passed or a certain condition has been met, 
it will continue to do so. And if you as a character resist that behavior, you have negative penalties to what you do. So we're about to have a lot of fun in this session. No, we're not. Uh, just as a quick reference, you can recover willpower because you're not in a kind of high drama. You're not in a shootout or anything. You are, however, on the same hunger that you were on previously. And any injuries that you had in the previous session remain in play. Joanne. Uh, so just very quickly, can you remind us what your hunger levels are before we get into the funsies? So hunger two for Joanne, hunger two for Theodore, hunger one for Velvet, hunger one for Silas. Thank you. All right. So Naoto is standing in front of the SUVs, looking <coughs> very dapper. What are you all doing? Well, I, I'm expecting that he's going to leave because mm -hmm. he knows this guy, so I'm, I'm waiting to see what he does. Okay. Yeah. You just walk. I mean, I'll get out of the car then, right? So the two of you get out of the car. Yeah. I'll just, like, look at Cyrus, just to say, like, I think they're, they're, they're handling it, I think. You should probably join them. <clears throat> make, a, make a show. I know, Did I know. Did you have to say that? I know, yeah, I know. It's a pain in the ass. So the, the four of you get out of the two cars and begin to approach Naoto. I, I will be walking at least a pace behind him. So you're very much letting Theodore lead. Yeah. yeah. And is that the same for the two of yeah. you? Okay. So Theodore, you approach Naoto. He has not changed. Not one iota. You, you know, even things like his facial expression, the way he leans slightly when he's standing, all of those things just, it's this, Horrible, almost like you haven't just spent 10 years apart from his company or 11 years apart from his company. It feels like he's never gone, he's there. He looks at you. Naoto san. I hear you have a different name now. Not Ken anymore. Ken wasn't my real name either way. No, but you will always be Ken to me. Fair enough. Now, will you. I switch to English. Let me introduce you to the rest of my coterie. He nods to you. Velvet Riley, the Ventru, <coughs> Silas Shaw of the Puya, and Joan Salt of the Toreador. As my name is mentioned, I'll bow slightly. Okay. So he'll incline his head to, to each of you oh. as, as you're introduced. And he um, says... And will you introduce me? We're very well aware of who you are, but I will... For their sake. This is Naoto Yamaguchi. And I just leave it there. I don't even mention him being... <laughs> okay. Legacy. So where is Lord Amago? He says... He holds up and says, wait, wait, you haven't yet introduced yourself. They know who I am. You know who I am as well. You should know it very well by now, Naoto-san. Oh, I know very well who you are. But you like to change your name like a slippery fish. Not going to tell me? You sure know it by now. This is, of course, Ken-chan. Ken used to be the name I run with when I was in Japan. Naoto 
has not totally grasped the nuances of using different names yet. How many people in the convoy? This is... You don't need to worry about that because you have something else to be doing. I'll deal with this business with your coterie. You are required. And he points to one of the cars. I speak for my coterie. We're in my domain now. No, Tosan. It would do you well to follow our ways as I followed yours when I was in Japan. Let me be the judge of who needs to be doing what. Pauses for a moment and then gives the slightest of shrugs. He says, eh. We have three of the blood and we have many more. Another 12. It's all important. In a way, I'm sure you will understand. Any calls? He shakes his head. So it's Lord Amago, yourself, and somebody else from the Tremere. Ah, you are well informed told you I'm good at what I do some of us remain good at what we do let me introduce you to one of the most honorable men I've ever met follow me and I start walking towards the van I tell them to wait yep. well behind it's like let me approach so I can ask so I start just approaching the van. Okay. I don't even pay attention to him. I just walk past him. So you walk past and blank him. What are the rest of you doing? I will say to Theo, as he's leaving, or as he's leading away, I'll say, um, sir, if you would uh, do me the honor of uh, allowing me to look after Naoto Sam, I would consider that. Uh, I smile when he says Naoto Sam. Like, that. absolutely. Please do. Thank you, sir. I'm grateful for your honor. I just, I, I think it adds insult to injury, so I leave him. <laughs> okay, so you're leaving Naruto. Velvet with Naoto. And what about the two of you? Are you going with Theodore or are you staying with I go, Velvet? I go, I go, go with Theodore. Stay with Velvet? Mm -hmm. I approach. Okay. I approach the... You approach the SUV? The SUV. When we are far away, I'll tell him that me let's wait here so I can uh, petition for the whole coterie. And as I pass, keep an eye out, mostly for Naoto. I want to see what he's up to. And then I, I approach the, the SUV. Okay, so you approach the SUV. Uh, the, the one of the back doors is open as you approach um, and it's hard to see in at first but as you come around the door you will see a familiar figure sitting in the back uh, he looks like a, a man somewhere in his early 30s um, he looks Japanese 
you know, of course, he's about five foot four, something like that. And uh, he is dressed as you would expect him to be. He's in a very elegant kimono uh, with quite broad shoulders. And he is uh, got kind of shaved hair around the sides um, and at the front. And then uh, like a, a top which is kind of folded over and sits on the front. And his eyes are closed. It's still the normal car seat, so he's not kind of sat cross-legged or anything. He's just sitting uh, with his hands resting on his thighs, with his eyes closed. Looking very much like a statue, which of course you're used to. I will stand in front of the door. Just wait for him to acknowledge me. Okay. A few moments will pass. So, back at Naoto. Mm-hmm. What are the two of you? What are the two of you doing? Or are you letting him talk? I will say to him, <clears throat> I'm uh, very grateful that uh, Theodore allowed me this honor. I understand uh, something from him of uh, the life that he had in Japan, and uh, I see. Well, I'm grateful that he's delegated the honor of meeting you to me, as I see Lord Amago has delegated to you the honor of being here. But I have to say, outside of that, I'll compliment you on your suit. It looks to me like it's uh, an Armani. I don't think it's from his published collection. I can see we might see eye to eye. You have a flair about you, Velvet. And you have served with what did he call himself? Theodore. Ah. He has so many names, even he struggles to remember them sometimes. You have served with him a long time? If I may speak, for 11 years now? You can speak, of course you can speak. We are nearly outside of Oxfordshire now. The business with your clan cannot apply here, surely. Everywhere within Oxford. He looks around, he says, I won't tell anyone if you don't. Appreciate it. I trust your, uh, your trip was comfortable. Oh yes, most comfortable. Most well planned. Well, I would expect nothing less. Hmm. I trust things in Oxfordshire are well, perhaps I should not trust. I hear many things, many strange things. Perhaps you could enlighten me. Depends on who you ask. I'm asking you. You would be uh, something that's a matter for the prince. Well. I'm sure you uh, understand that Oxfordshire is a, a remarkable place. And now that you're here, there might be different rules that apply. It's for the prince to decide. How to answer your questions and not for us. We're here to greet you and we're here to escort you and that's what we'll do. Well, when the greeting and the escorting is done, perhaps when the courts are over, you might show me some of the sights of Oxfordshire. I'd be happy to. Smart at you. I'm sure we can find something to do. 
So back at the car, Amargo <coughs> will um, open his eyes to look at you, and then says, "Come." A deep bow, and then I go in. Okay. It, the thing that is, of course, unusual for Theodore is normally you're not in a cramped space with him. And it feels almost rude to be this close to him. Uh, nevertheless, he does not give any indication that he's offended at your proximity or that there's none of that from him. Shut the door. Shut the door. So Silas, the door shuts, mm -hmm. leaving you outside the SUV. So you're now kind of in this weird limbo where Theodore's in the car and everyone else is kind of further back. I mean, you can, you can still hear the hum of the conversation from this lot. Yeah. Um, are you just waiting by the door? No, no, I'm just keeping an eye out. Just okay. Being a good boy, he's doing what he's told. Okay, cool. So you keep an eye out. Is your attention on anything or anywhere in particular or are you just generally glancing around you? It's a, a, a general lookout for just in case, of course, having uh, heard of... Vienna and London, it's a, yeah, keep it walking just in case. Okay. So meanwhile, inside the car, um, Amargo says, I see you have been elevated. Amargo and I don't know. I thank the fortunes for this opportunity. Mm. Have the stars guided you in your path? Hmm. They have. It pleases me to see you risen. I would have you ride with me on this last part of the journey. Absolutely. I will instruct my coterie to follow us and escort us. Hmm. I've been asked to take you to court. You are to be shown the utmost respect, deference, and I will be there to guide you in the ways of the West. They're slightly different, but you're <coughs> not. I'll take good care of you. Hey. Plays his eyes. I open the door, and I know the drill. I go outside. Um, I'm getting a deck of cards out. <laughs> because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask him <clears throat> if he wants to play poker. Okay. So, he wants to catch up on all times, so I'll introduce you when we arrive to court, when we have a chance. Uh, but we're leaving now, so get the others. I'm leaving with him. Alright. Mm. I have... Mm, I'm, I'm talking to Silas, and yeah. then... Oh, yes, sorry, sorry. And then, like, I have no idea where Naoto is riding, but the back of that SUV feels a little bit cramped, so yeah, if he's, he looks stranded, don't offer him a ride. Uh, so, standard, one of us, one car in front, one car behind? Them. Yes, please. That's yeah. a good thinking, actually. Uh, please tell the others. <clears throat> Let me go back, catch mm -hmm. up, see you around, and then I just. <laughs> okay, so in. you get into the car with Amargo. Yep. Like he said, and I'll turn walk towards uh, these one. These two. Sure. So you'll see uh, Velvet taking out some cards, <laughs> and um, 
Renato watching, kind of amused. You play? Uh, uh, Velvet, I'm afraid we uh, don't have time for cards. We're oh. going to be on the move. Um, Can I offer you a ride? Stay going to be stand of mate. One of us, front one of us behind. Theodore is riding with uh, with the with the, with the VIP. All right. Uh, himself. Uh, so, do to, do you want to take the front and ride behind, or? I was uh, offering the hotel some a ride. I will accept your offer. All right. Mm. Well, I I guess that puts the two of you at the front. Yeah. And puts us at the back. All right. Uh, let's go. So now, so we'll get in a car with you. Yeah. Um. <laughs> You will note that when you two start going to your car, Velvet, uh, he kind of looks at their car and then yeah. just make, makes a slightly dismissive noise at the back of his throat and then heads to your car looking much more happy with the situation. <laughs> do, do, do I hear that? Uh, he's not being that quiet about it. Very <laughs> <laughs> frenzy. Uh, and again, uh, he has no idea what's on the of this one. Mm-hmm. So... You begin your drive. Mm-hmm. Yep. In the car with Amargo, Amargo says, You have been here for many years now. I wish you to be my eyes and ears. Tell me of Oxfordshire. Your truth there are things that I know you will appreciate they have like many other western places they put a lot of stock in tradition Hmm. and they do follow the ways of the warrior all paid the ways of the medieval western knights but they do have a lot of traditions around knighthood. Some of the positions are not the, what you would find within the Camarilla. There are no primogen. Lineage is very important. Only knights have are allowed to carry weapons in court. Hmm. Their word carries more weight than the word of common citizens. It is a divide. Much like the social castes in Japan. Unlike the social castes, being eternal beings, one can be elevated to the rank of knight. But it takes time and many deeds. Oxfordshire is strange. An oddity within the Camarilla. Do you think the prince remembers that he is within the Camarilla? I couldn't possibly speak on behalf of the prince, but I can say that he seems to be following the traditions of the Camarilla. Hmm. 
within the oath of Oxfordshire for everyone who swears an oath, just like anyone, any samurai would swear an oath, hmm. so the aspects of the traditions are in the oath, they're upheld. They're not done in the same fashion as in Japan, which is the only other Camarilla place that I have been in and I know. So it does feel different. But I do not see how he would have gone against the traditions. All traditions are followed. Hmm. Some of them more strongly than others. Some are considered more important, but they're equally respected. On top of that, there are other traditions. Disputes might be resolved through tools. Challenges might be issued. Of course, do duels take a, a different approach as you would find them in Japan? Also, there more certainly there isn't a master of yai around here. They do battle duels of honor. Hmm. Tell me of Prince Drogo. Very hard to read, man. Hmm. Some have been in his service for centuries, but no one, I've never heard mention of a time in which he would move around. He speaks through the Herald most of the time. He makes minute gestures, which the Herald knows how to interpret and convey. Mm. But that is his own, his face, outside of combat. I've seen him in the battlefield. And he is anything but a statue. Other than that, he holds court. He has the respect of many knights and the fear of many more. You are happy in your service to him. Hmm, good. <coughs> he doesn't say anything for a while. Is there anything you're all going to say to him whilst you're driving? Or whilst you're being driven? Yes. Um, as part of my duties here, I am one of the guardians of the, of the south of Oxfordshire. We've worked for the gatekeeper of the south. Hmm. I 
I expected to present you and any other kindred when we arrive. I was told somebody else came with you. Mm. Someone from the Tremere. Ota. Ota. I assume I have never heard that name. Yeah, you haven't. You, 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 you don't know them. <coughs> Ota. Any bloodline or clan? Something like that. The like that I. He says. They are House Tremere. Okay. Just Ota. If I see that he wants to sit down and meditate, I let him. Okay. If he's taking it more casual, I, <clears throat> I even embrace the subject of House Volkinto. How's the old man? He will say he is well. He attends to things while I'm away. I hear strange things about the Tremere in Oxfordshire. Ota has many questions. As I said, I cannot speak for him my prince, but it was also strange for me that there is only one Tremere mm. in the city. I do not know what has caused the prince to make such a decision and <coughs> not allow others. Mm. I would like it if you could find out. It is not a question that can be asked directly to the prince, even as a guest. I'll do my best. Hmm. Close his eyes again. Yeah, well, I just sit there with my thoughts. So, anything being said in the Silas Mobile? <laughs> so how how do you think about that? Seems a bit slimy. I don't really like him. He's a three out of ten at best. Yeah, I'm. I mean, look at him. He's walking around, jump up, all think he's pretty. No. Yeah, as uh. Theodore definitely doesn't like him. And something's but something seemed off. I was gonna it's gonna cause a lot of trouble. What do you know about Sermata? She Out of the blue, I know, but well, there met... seemed to be a lot of trouble on the horizon. I'm meeting her tonight. She uh She's not afraid to speak her mind. She challenged the prince when he was uh, putting genocide against the Toyota. Um, what have you heard about her? 
just that really. Uh, but I've also told it it would be good to befriend her. I think from what I've seen of her and what I know of you, I think you'd, uh, you'd get along. But, um, I can't decide whether that's an insult or a compliment, but thank you. I'm... yeah. It's, it, should be it should be a compliment. Definitely. Well, she sounds... Yeah, she... As I said, she's wearing, she's wearing the same armour tonight. Easily spottable, then? Yes. That is, and it's very clear which way the stick went. If you look. Uh, well, if you do meet her, put in a good word for me. Oh, I, 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 I think I, well, I already have. Yeah, I think, uh, I think if we wait till your year has passed before I introduce. Nothing wrong with two meeting each other in court? Nope. So we'll just have to wait until a court rolls around. Because... If she's back, this one's probably going to get a bit interesting. Yes. I mean, it's... It feels like a bit of a powder keg. You can say that again. Yes. So let's sit back and watch it blow up. I might have to get... Uh, we might have to get involved in the position we're in. You can. I know I'll, I know I'll have to... I may need your help afterwards. If I'm still around. If I'm still around too. And at some point, I'll, I'll realise that I haven't told Velva or Theo that I've helped that this whole year thing. <laughs> so I'm just going to text both of them saying something like, "Need to meet with you both urgently after court." My phone buzzes, I assume it's Adam and I answer it even if I'm driving. <laughs> We're in the car with Naoto. Yep. Um, at the front, I believe, of the whole convoy. No, we're at the back. Oh, you're at the back and Silas yeah. at the front. Okay, so at the back. Definitely want him at the back. So you, um, <laughs> you check your phone. There are texts from Adam here, of course. Of course. Saying... I mean... Things should be starting soon. If I can send him back a message, I want to send him back a message that tells him to stay near the door. Okay, you can. In case trouble. You can do a sort of yeah. slow one-handed yeah. text while sort of concentrating I mean, on the, the road. I'll read Joanne's thing and be like, oh. yeah. uh, I won't reply to it because I'm dropping, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, obviously, you'd be crazy to try. Exactly, and yeah. I don't want to insult our guest here. <laughs> <laughs> so. The mental image of that is great. You're just like scrolling through like ten texts, replying yeah, to you see on, one, and just go slide. <laughs> so now I will say, um, do your coterie know each other well? Pretty well, I guess. Hmm. Do you see each other when you are not performing duties to your prince? Yeah. Ah. And he pauses for a moment. He says, Theo Kuhn, <coughs> does he have a ghoul in his service? I'll say. 
Nope. I don't think you should call him that. What would you like me to call him? I think you should call him something that's a lot more respectful. Because, you know, you're in the domain of Oxfordshire now. And I understand that you come from a domain where respect is highly valued. <coughs> but so far your behavior here doesn't show it. I come from a domain where respect is given based on behavior. Based on action. Well, Theodore holds a position here. His actions have garnered him respect among a lot of important people. See. That is something that needs to be recognized. <coughs> well, I will recognize his position here. But I'd ask in return that you answer some of my questions. Well, that all depends on what your questions are. I want to know if there is a ghoul here. A ghoul of his. I couldn't tell you. I don't speak to him that much. He's my superior. So I don't speak to him that much outside of our... Uh, ah. Outside of our duties. <coughs> I'm... You know, his professional distance. I'm his subordinate. I see. And you are being loyal. I respect that. Loyalty is important in Oxford. Mm, it's important everywhere. Some places are more important than others. I see. He sits back in his chair. I carry on driving. I mean, depending on how long the awkward silence continues, at some point I will ask him. So, is there anything in particular you want to see in Oxfordshire while you're here? Old friends. You have a lot of friends here? No. But. one or two. Well, it's good to know people when you travel, right? Mm hmm. It is. I didn't know anyone when I first came here. But, you know, time passes, things change. Do you like it here in Oxfordshire? Yeah. Takes some getting used to, if you come from somewhere as different as I did. But, uh, I like it. I'm lucky. I have a, uh, a sire who is well respected and who is uh, an impressive man. Always helps, you know, how it is, the family you're born into. But I'm sure you'll meet them at the court. Perhaps you can introduce me. I'd love to. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm if you want to make, to me to make a bullshit roll. <laughs> nope. nope. You've never, he's never met you before, and your bullshit pull was pretty good. I, I don't think you need to do this. Um, so, in your convoy, you drive back to court, and 
when you arrive. Uh, it's probably approaching midnight. There is then a stream of people who get out of these SUVs. Mark the the, the layers go back in the dark compartment. So you're putting your so you're not going you're not taking any weapons into court. I am not taking any weapons into court. It's, uh, very sensible, but also slightly sad from my point of view. I know, Action, but that's good. So you you have declawed yourself. You are assumedly all heading in yep. as a group. My charming good looks, which is my only weapon. Or I need to now. Do the pick and choose of who's coming into court and who is in. I, if I've got an auto, I'm seeking him out because I'm assuming they all need to go together. Yeah. So. Yeah, Nato will be making his way back over to yeah, the fine. to the group. Um, because I would assume I, I have no idea what the protocol is for herd or ghouls or other people. So you know that the prince has kind his entourage, his entourage that will come in. Generally speaking. Uh, there are occasional other ghouls that will be in present in court, but not. It's infrequent. It's not a common thing. Most people don't bring the ghouls. It's not a law. It's just not seen as a done thing. You're pretty sure, unless someone stops him, Amargo is going to bring in a giant entourage with him into court. I mean, yep. That's pretty much exactly what he's going to do. Um, what I'm trying to figure out is the logistics of after he comes in with his entourage, moving the entourage out of the way. Putting him, putting them in a, in a wing, uh, annexed in the bag, in the Barnaby corners, wherever. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> Barnaby no. The, I will leave one. I will leave one. So now you're back in the museum. By the way, you potentially get the bonuses to your science and academics. <coughs> it's worth saying that uh, not long after you arrive, you will find Sir Holder coming out to meet you, and. When I say that they all get out of the cars and things, not they get out and just stand around. They get out and they start to kind of yeah. set up in a formation and it looks like they are going to start marching towards the museum. Mm -hmm. um, where is Sir Holder? Is she in the, the gate? She's at the gates, yeah, waiting for you. Okay, As the moment I see uh, uh, Takahisa being ready and if Ota is around, so I can at least... All right, so yes, it's worth noting there is somebody that you will see who's got out who does not look like one of the entourage, <coughs> mainly because he's dressed less smartly. Uh, he looks to be... He's also uh, a Japanese man. He looks about 5'5". Five five. He's quite chubby looking, which is unusual for a vampire. Um, and he is wearing a uh, denim jacket and jeans with like a white T-shirt. He's there, sir. Um, <laughs> and what looks like something that's written in binary but it's obscured partly by the jacket on his t-shirt um, and he's got um, quite like spiky black hair uh, which makes his face look broader because it's cut quite short at the sides and sticks up at the front it looks a bit weird um, and yeah he looks sorry he looks maybe 20 um and looks yeah like pretty relaxed actually compared to everybody else in this entourage not necessarily compared to all of you but uh, and he he will be going to stand he's not standing like with amargo but he's standing kind of close by uh, whereas naoto has gone to stand that kind of slightly you know lackadaisical thing now has changed he's now standing very straight very proper um 
very much the dutiful child of his lord. Very familiar with this. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know exactly what this shit is. Yeah. I just give him like the briefest. It's like we are in. We're we're about to go in, and uh, and I tell mostly Ota, mm -hmm. uh, but now they're supposed to listen. So I yeah. Um, about uh, the the deference and respect. Now that we are in in Oxfordshire, um, there are no <clears throat> no permission. The figure of the premier is not non-existent, but the the knights are all are all owed respect and deference, and uh, the heads of the bloodlines are particularly important. Okay. Uh, then Ota will say, "Ah, his thank you, Theodore-san." And I just let him know that I, I speak Japanese, but basically, whatever you need, come and let me know, and I'll make arrangements. He gives you a big beaming grin when you say that. And I point the way. So, you start to head in, and Taholder, of course, will. I. I just signal them to just rush past us to yeah. wait with Sir Holden. Yep. Oh, it's gonna hang around the back. I go forward. Yeah. <laughs> so of course the entourage will arrive. Sir Holder will greet Amargo. There is a brief exchange of pleasantries, and she says uh, to you all, she says thank you. I trust there were everything was as we would expect it to be. Yes. So then let us proceed into court. And I take the opportunity when we're doing the introductions with Sir Holder and uh, Amago to introduce my coterie to Amago. Okay. It's basically Amago and I don't and I say all of this in Japanese. Yeah. Until I come to the point in, how, in which I have to tell, say say their names in English. Yes. Well, these are uh, the members of my coterie. Silas Shaw of the Clan Bruya, descendant of the line of Sir James Douglas. Velvet Riley of the Ventura, descendant of the clan, of the line of Enel von Basselheim. Very, very deeply to him. Okay. Try, try and keep whatever exactly was the etiquette that Theo taught me. Sure. Yep. And making so. an emphasis on letting him know that, re remind him and Ota, who's listening, yeah. um, that knights are referred to as a sir. Yeah. And um, Johan Salt of the Toreador, sentence of the bloodline of Alistar. And I just leave it there because I, I cannot praise too much. Yeah. The Torador, but I don't want to leave the name behind. Okay. <laughs> so. I introduce Otto. So you all bow appropriately. He gives the barest inclination of his of his head in acknowledgement of what you said. I actually <laughs> smirk. I go like, hmm, yeah. he approved. Yeah. That's what I thought based on what you said. <laughs> exactly. like, wow. even, even inclined his head. Yeah. <laughs> when you're introduced, Although you're not being introduced to him, 
Otto will also do Otto will also do a kind of a he'll put his hands together and do like a little bow, you know. But, yeah. um, Otta, the Tremere. And, you know, pleasant years when you introduce everybody. <coughs> you very much notice, Silas, that the Bruya are pretty much together as a block. Yeah. And of course, uh, the two of, I should say, Velvet and Theodore will notice the Venture also seem to be together in a block as well. Does that include Adam or it doesn't? Not so much. Excellent. When I say a block, just I mean a bloodline block, yes. not a not a, a clan block. Thing, yeah. And you will be kind of moved, although you're coming in together... There is a point at which you will not be like that. That Amargo himself will be going to meet the prince. Amargo's entourage, I should say, will come in and they will have um, a banner that they take with them, which is has um, four black diamonds arranged in a diamond formation, and within them four white diamonds. And it feels, you know, feels like a small unit, you know, like a small, almost like a takeover with the way they come in. Because there aren't that many kindred. Did you recognize that the logo of my company is just a a, a turn bar oh, yes. minus a square, like four squares yep. with squares? It's just that. <coughs> oh yes, turn ninety degrees. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So the prince is sat as ever. Uh, I just make sure that no one is carrying even chopsticks, chopsticks that can be deemed. Yeah, none of weapons or whatever. So none of uh, Amargo's entourage are armed. Or at least if they are, nothing that is obvious or visible. And you will see um, they kind of they, they approach halfway across the chamber. It's worth saying you've got these kind of this beautiful kind of glass ceiling, um, huge numbers of display cabinets, but quite a large open space in the middle. So you have this thing where you can have these big kind of central gatherings if you want to, but there's also lots of little nooks and crannies to tuck yourself in. Having said that, because they are glass cabinets, you could be sometimes spied, or like parts of you spied through them, potentially. So, I would like uh, Silas, for you just to roll me four dice, but include your hunger in that pool. Oh boy. Oh. Um, Two. Okay, I'll come back to you on that in a moment. Uh-oh. <laughs> and the Herald is standing, waiting for this approach. And there is this point where, when they reach a sort of respectful distance, Amargo comes to a stop. And then all of his entourage come to a stop. And I just step a little bit further, mm. and I, I, it's going to be a Herald off. <laughs> because I speak for Mago, unless he wants to speak for himself, and then uh, Alcott will speak for the prince. So when you go to step forward, can you make an etiquette and uh, oh I don't know, let's say uh, intelligence, and let's say the difficulty is very low. And let's say that I have a penalty because of my compulsion, right? Yeah. So let's say that I, I rouse. Yeah. Just, 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 just yeah, so, yeah. So I, 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 I
and I will most likely will power it. Uh, I cannot will power it. I have two successes. Okay. <coughs> As you start to step forward, you have the sense. Nothing much is given away, but you spent enough time with the Margot to know he does not want you to step forward. Okay, if he wants to, to, to speak for himself and talk, I just step sideways, actually. Okay, you kind of catch yourself before any kind of embarrassment might ensue. And... Um... Now Toe will step forward past you. Gives you a little smile, as he does say. Very, very brief. You're close by, so you see it. It's okay. I'll disfigure his smile. Yeah, you, you, you can you can imagine actually what it would be like to disfigure yeah. his smile. Feels good. And um, Naoto says, "I don't go hungry." Okay. Um, I present. Lord Amago Takahisa to the kindred of Oxfordshire. And the Herald says, and he is most welcome. <coughs> and as Naoto um, announces, it's about to say something else. The Herald says, please allow me. He says, I believe... You are the esteemed child of Lord Amago. And Nato bows. Looks quite pleased. He says, Ah, and this must be Ota. Says, of clan, for, forgive me, House Tremere. Dude. <laughs> 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 Oh! What a twist of knife there. Um, there is no flicker from Amargo or Naoto or Ota at all. And uh, the Herald will say, um, It is my greatest honour to present to you Prince Drogo, the Brenton Prince of Oxfordshire. <coughs> and... Um, there is a moment where these two are very old vampires kind of regard each other. And Amargo will give a very, not, not a bow, not, not just a nod of the head, a, a certain a sort of little dip forward. The prince watches him, but even he does tilt his head in Amargo's direction. And the herald says, if you would indulge us we have some courtly matters to attend to and then we might commence socializing and there seems to be agreement of course from Amargo's side and so they will start to be moved to a to a position in the court such that things can go on we gravitate around that area just orbiting around in case Amago needs anything okay i try and make myself as scarce as possible <laughs> I check Joanne's text and tell her, just come to where I am. What, in court? Do you oh, check yeah, your no, phone I, in court? No, I don't have my phone in court. I, okay. Probably, no, I do have probably I don't even have my phone with me. So. I haven't even read your message, sorry. 
I should say... Have to court anyway, so... Oh, okay. When the... Um, when everyone has kind of settled down, the Herald will say... He directs this mainly in a Margus direction. And he'll say, We have a tradition when new kindred wish to join the city that they become petitioners. And we have one such petitioner here this evening who has, before your arrival, sworn her oath to the prince. And in his mercy and benevolence, the prince has agreed to allow her to begin to prove herself. Should she do so, she might be allowed to join our city. A member of Clan Ventru. Step forward and Catherine will come forward. It says, Catherine Mary Smythe. The child of Rupert. Not to be confused with his other children. <laughs> Rupert um, mutters something like, <laughs> Please all be aware that Catherine is under the prince's protection whilst she carries out her tests and do treat her as you would any who was trying to achieve such a great honour. Catherine, after a moment, will um, raise a hand. He says, oh, how quaint. <laughs> yes. Harold is my god. <laughs> and uh, Catherine says, um, I'm, I'm so sorry to um, interrupt you, but I was wondering if, if I might take my test of metal. Oh, <laughs> oh how marvellous. Poor girl. <laughs> Lord Amargo, this is another of our traditions, not one that is ever forced upon any petitioner, but one they might request if they wish to prove themselves of the sufficient... Calibre is indeed many of our newer citizens have undergone such a test with mixed results. I already prepared my my frenzy. <laughs> he he doesn't look at anyone specifically. <laughs> he doesn't seem to be singling anyone out. Well, he's not your inferior. Hello. You're welcome to make a frenzy roll. Hello. No, but, no, no. I'm waiting because if that draws attention, mm -hmm. negative attention to me, I will be not only getting things, but having to roll frenzy for shaming my bloodline. So you, it's, it's, it's not like he hasn't, he hasn't delivered an open assault. Oh, okay. But those of you who have not done so well on your test of metal may feel that like, but because he hasn't picked on you specifically or, or even looked or done anything, it's, you don't have to make a test. It's not stain worthy. So, um, 
Sir Francis will step forward. And um, you will see Catherine look up a little bit and say, gosh. <laughs> so so with, with, with positioning, because remembering back to uh, our, our, our country one, um, whereabouts is, because I've moved up with, moved with a group of, of Bria, whereabouts is, uh, is a Catherine likes to, to go flying? Towards us? Um, <laughs> no, it's not. It's not towards. She'll be being knocked away from Which court, effectively. Yeah. 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 So you're not in the firing line, unless you wish to move to a position where you will be. I'll, I'll be sitting with, with, with the uh, with the lane. So. Okay. So when Sir Francis is moving forward, Silas, because you're with the Bruyer, you will see. Um, Kerstag has an arm, or a hand, I should say, on Sir Marta's arm. Mm-hmm. She's and she's saying very quietly, "It's all right, it's all right. Don't do it. You're fine. You're fine." I'll move closer to them. Okay. Sir Marta isn't doing anything, but you are aware that she is she is tense, and her eyes are just fixed on Sir Francis at the moment. So, some of you may have sort of flashbacks to your own test of metal but it goes pretty much as before the scourge moves up there is a kind of ritual moment of raising a gauntleted fist and then she uh, strikes Catherine with a sort of slight upward sweep of the arm pretty much square in the chest and it is it is enough to um, that you see Catherine start to move upwards it is the Scourge is not holding back, you suspect. It's not like the Scourge has gone crazy and thrown herself across the room, but nevertheless, it is a, it is a committed, <laughs> composed attempt to do harm. And you will hear the crack um, of bone. So as I say, Catherine is lifted slightly. You see her heels leave the ground um, and then come down again. And she doesn't fall she holds herself and as her head starts to come up you'll see her eyes are like bloodshot red like they're effectively she's they've watered from the pain and tears are threatening to spill but she is on her feet and um she looks up nervously at sir francis and again says under her breath gosh um and the herald says oh marvelous how wonderful. Well, that does say good things. You may join your family now, Catherine. And she <laughs> goes off um, to do so. She's not going to be speaking for a while. There is another matter a ritual matter for whilst we are welcoming a new petitioner we are also welcoming someone who has not been in court for some time Sir Marta of Clan Bruya the prince is ready to receive you now and he will go and take it post at the side of the prince's chair. 
So Kirste takes her hand away and Samata walks out. And it is a, a striking sight because nearly everybody is in their best, you know, and they're impeccably turned out. Uh, okay, apart from Joanne, yeah. who has made a tokenistic effort. A shirt, maybe? Yeah. Joanne, do you have any etiquette? Nope. Excellent. Carry on. Um, the contrast, however, with Samata is that she's wearing uh, quite torn leather armour that has blood stains on it that has an obvious kind of hole in the front and the back, um, but also just looks scuffed and, and like it's not been properly looked after. And there is something kind of confrontational about the way she approaches. She's someone who, you know, she's not bowing her head. If anything, she is proudly got her chin raised and she walks up to where the prince is sat. The prince just... In fact, you, is, is anyone paying attention to the prince? Or are you watching Marta? Or? I've been watching Sir Marta since we came in. Okay. Like, looking around for the description of what <clears throat> Silas has told me sure. about her and then kind of been trying to find her. Yeah, she's easy to spot. Yeah. I'm watching Adam. Okay. You're watching Adam? Yep. Going, making sure he's near the door. Adam is near the door where you asked him to be. Good for him. Um, and when, of course, when you watch him, your eyes will meet and you will see him smile. Aww. So, uh, so I'm looking around to see if I see Meliora or Isabel. If I see them, great. If not, they are both present in court. Nice. Uh, Isabel is with Sir Enolf. Meliora is uh, kind of on her own, actually. She's not particularly with anyone at the moment. If if we see each other, if we lock eyes, I gesture her to. Yeah, she... yeah. So she can come. She'll 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 head over to where you are. So, Silas is watching the prince. You're watching the prince. Okay, so the thing that strikes you about the prince is the prince doesn't, you're not even sure if the prince has noticed her. He seems to be looking somewhere else. Have you got any survival? <laughs> nope. Okay. And do, but that doesn't work. So, she goes, and as she's going to the prince, the scourge will come out with, or will, will collect from the kind of the side of the prince's chair, what looks to be a old, heavy-looking warhammer, and uh, will stand there, kind of with it in her hands, but just waiting. And Samata says. I've come to see again that I serve Oxfordshire and the oath of Oxfordshire with all my heart and all my blood. And I'm unwavering in my desire. As I always have been. The Herald says is there anything else you wish to add oh. and she says no 
I speak for myself, Jason. Oh, really? And there is a moment where the two lock gazes and he says, are you sure? And she meets his gaze and says, don't like repeating myself. And a moment passes where it's like a little face off between the two. She's down on one knee and he is taking like a, 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 sh a half step away from the prince's throne to look at her. And something seems to pass between them. It's, like a t it's not a long moment. It feels long in court, but it's not actually a very long moment. And then she, it's almost like she dismisses him and looks back to the prince. And he steps back. And you feel that moment where he loses and you see everybody sees it. Everybody sees it. You almost feel that moment of like where he's kind of, oof! That, that's, that blow to his willpower as he, um, as he retreats back to the chair. And... Only really then, Silas, do you notice that the prince, who has been kind of elsewhere, briefly looks back, almost like, oh, well, something happened. Um, and you realise that Sir Francis is sort of looking to the prince and then the prince makes a little gesture and she presents the warhammer and Sir Marta stands and takes it and in a slightly more subdued voice the herald says you are welcome back here in Oxfordshire and uh Samata will take her weapon, makes a saluting gesture, very much nods to the herald. And uh, there is a moment where her eyes and Sir Francis meet. And there is another moment, not a full on like let's face off, but like uh, next time. And then the two break company. The scourge resuming her position. Samata returning to the Bruya. And after that, um, the Herald, again sounding a little subdued, says, and I believe that calls to an end the official business of... And he's about to say something more when um, Naoto will say, Lord Amago Donna has a gift he wishes to present Prince Drogo. And the Herald says, ah, a gift. How marvellous. So some of the entourage will bring a wrapped object up towards the uh, prince. I should say, by the way, Theodore, you will know without needing to roll the sight of Sir Marta did not impress. Coming into court in that fashion did not impress uh, Amargo. Because, you know, it's just not how you do things. Yeah. Nevertheless, no one, they're not showing anything of it, of course. And this on the entourage kind of bring the, the gift forward. Uh, now, so they will take it the final step. Amargo just stands back and watches. And um, 
Naoto will say, My Lord is a great lover of history, and we have been most inspired by the fine history of, of Oxfordshire, a venerable domain within the Camarilla. And as such, he has commissioned this piece in your honour and the honour of your domain. And so it, is, it is unwrapped and it looks to be a war banner, effectively. In the middle of the, the banner is the, the crest of kind of vampiric Oxfordshire, which you've all seen before. But around it are four other crests. Um, that all seem to be kind of threaded with um, kind of reds and golds to the crest of Oxfordshire itself. So one is kind of above, one is below, one is to the left and one is to the right. And you're all, well, you're all reasonably close and it's not a small thing. It is obviously unveiled for the court to appreciate. So you will see the, the, the thing above the crest of Oxfordshire looks like a, the symbol of a black shield, which has three eagles that have been depicted upon it, which you will know what it stands for. There is also a pale shield on the right-hand side of the crest, which looks like it has um, two lions depicted kind of rearing on them. Uh, then to the left, there is a moorcock, wearing a rose crown and beneath the crest is what looks to be all of these are depicted like shields uh, there is a green salamander which is surrounded by flames and when the prince sees it he starts to lean forward and he reaches out and rests a finger. And I should say as well, this is the first time we've met the prince in season two. The prince is a hulking figure, a hulking armoured figure who is wrapped not only in metal, but then another layer of furs on the top. He has an almost skeletal face um, that is generally cast in the shadows of a hood. His teeth seem too big, even for vampiric teeth, and protrude from that skull-like visage. And you see when he reaches out also that his hands seem a little too big as well. Um, and they're gauntleted. So they seem like monstrous hands rather than kind of normal human hands. But as he reaches out with a finger, he rests it almost tenderly upon, um, upon the banner. Those of you... Over which one? The Moorcock the rose crown and he says something if anyone is trying to listen to what the prince says you can make a check it will be um in this case probably a resolve and awareness check three three okay three successes you will hear him he says I still hear his voice. And he sounds sad. 
Incredibly sad. After a moment, the prince sits back and the herald says, glances at the prince and then says, uh, on behalf of Prince Drogo de Varentin, the city of Oxfordshire gratefully accepts your gift. Naoto gives the slightest quirk of an eyebrow at this. I walk around and... Uh, you know what? Yeah. Before Naoto does anything, I address uh, Amago. If I may, Amago don't know. But I switch to Japanese. Okay. It is not a Western tradition to reject the gift. In these latitudes, it is assumed that the gift giver is sincere in their attempt. Therefore, the etiquette of gift given is not followed through in the same way it is done in Nihon, in Japan. Now, so's eyebrow dequirks because <laughs> he obviously understands you. And um, Amago says, hey. And actually, acknowledges your explanation. And actually, him moving forwards to reach out for it. Well, I already told you, he rarely does that. That is the greatest show of appreciation. He believes your gift to be sincere, and he's most appreciative of the gesture. So Amargo um, will seems a little pl more pleased at that. He obviously wasn't giving much away, but you could tell he wasn't pleased. And now he's moved into, okay, no, this and seems okay. And now I turn to talk to the prince. Because it's very rude to start speaking in the prince's court in a language the prince probably does not understand. Yes. And I just say the same, but backwards. Okay. So, well, not backwards, but in the other language. It's like in, in Japan, there is a tradition in gift given where the when someone receives a gift, they're supposed to rejected twice to test the sincerity and intent of the gift giver. You have the weirdest sensation the prince started listening to you maybe halfway through your sentence. So, and then I go, like I repeat it, but with this particular example. So when you were offered the gift, according to Japanese culture, you were, it would be expected for you to reject it. So he would have and, and a second opportunity to show his sincerity, and then a third. But of course, those are the ways of the East. So that's why I intervene and explain to Lord Amago that you are appreciative of his gift, and there's no insult to be meant on any part for this. For here, we follow the laws of Oxfordshire. And then I return. So, seems like crisis has been averted. Yeah. Take that, Naoto. <coughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not sure Naoto is going to avert that crisis. I did it to just humiliate him. Let's so. kill him together. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Just basically, I, I just... Gift giving is a touchy subject yeah. for Japanese samurai, so... So the banner is um, put up at the prince's side as a mark of respect. And indeed, the prince does look at it a few times 
Yeah. I take the opportunity to let Amago don't know. That's the equivalent of him rejecting twice. Now he has a place, of, uh, you know, pride of place and a place of honor with other things that he values. So it's it's a. I am just trying to make him understand the way things are done here. So if someone offers a gift and he rejects it, <laughs> and people go like, "So what the hell is wrong with you?" It's like, you know, we're in the West. So the court moves into a more relaxed kind of free time. At the point when this all happens, by the way, Silas, where Theodore goes forward and begins talking and stuff, something catches your eye, something odd. You have that memory of when Theodore was sat in the back of your car and there was something in the rearview mirror that just, like, you noticed, but you couldn't, it's just kind of bugged you ever since. And there's something that when Theodore walks up to the, to make this big talk, you catch a glimpse of his image in the glass of one of the nearby display cabinets and there is something about it that puts a chill down your spine like you can't put your finger on it maybe it's that like it, it is like a it's definitely a reflection it's fine except that something in you it feels almost like there's something missing and you can't put your finger on what it is but whatever it is you just feel a twinge of fear in what what remains of your heart and then he's gone past and he's doing his thing and it's fine. But you feel profoundly shaken. But you can't, you, you'd be hard pressed to say exactly what you saw. More, it's more of a feeling. It was, only a, it was only a flicker of a, you know, a moment, but. And it makes you look at him like to see if there's something, but he looks okay. He looks, in fact, he looks very much in his element when you look at him, you know, strutting around, telling people things, looking like he's in charge, even though he's not. You think, yeah, classic Theo. But you are you are left with that yeah. with that feeling. Yeah. So the court kind of breaks into a more relaxed bit of time. Sir Holder will inform you that at the end of court, they will be conducting Sally's trial, and that you will be required for it. I talk to Meliore. Okay, so you're going to talk to Meliore. Are, are the rest of you planning to do anything that I should be aware of? <coughs> Because um, you have a bit of time while court is just doing its thing, people are around. Probably exchange some words with them. Maybe whomever comes to tell me, Sir Holder wants to do this. So you can have a bit of coterie time if you want in a moment. I just want to see if anyone's got any other plans. Yeah, I want to take Adam with someone. Great. Uh, not Especially if I've just... got to do this later. <laughs> Look around, see what the reactions to Samata from everyone else is. Okay. Um... I'm going to be talk, uh, asking um, among my line what each of those uh, each of those crests. Are about. Who are you asking? Uh, probably uh, if 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 ends with him, I'll ask I'll ask Sir James. You're going to ask Sir James. Okay. Before we come to that, because there's a bit. Let's, let's assume that when Sir Holder is informing, you're informed as a coterie. She goes. So you have a moment as a coterie if you want to talk about anything as a coterie, and then we will do your splitting off bits. Um, okay, so trial for Sally. Yeah. Well, I assume that the reason of this impromptu court was mostly Sir Martin. Yes. Okay, so... Why would you hold an impromptu court for them? Well, like they knew when she was coming back, right? The return of the weapon. That's not impromptu. Probably. It's just happenstance. Yeah. 
it's, yeah, so we, we just misjudge the, the nature of this court. Do you have the recording of the witness? Sure. For the trial, it's, I, I had to do this to Miss Herc, but we have that recording, so. But I don't think it's her. Come again? I don't think it's her now. Well, you were with me when we talked to this yeah. the old man. And who do we know that's capable of changing people's memories around? Who you met in the park? Oh shit. We don't. We don't know that. From this. He did from, that. He did that to Kevin. From the person we saved. What I saved. The. Wait, wait. He woke up. Yes. Did you interrogate him? She ex- told him. <laughs> Did you question him? Apologies, uh, Joanne. We found out that he was attacked by Denton first. I mean, we couldn't have known that when we were there, but I think it's okay, probably yeah. the case now, right? Who was with you when you when you talked to the men? So it's not that I don't believe you. It's that I I know you don't like the guy. Which, by the way, means I've got to get up in front of court, in front of your people, and say that Sally was right. Because that's what I said I did. Well, if she's right, then actually that looks good on you. And if if we're presenting this evidence, we, we actually should tell Sir Holder. Oh, God, can you just do it? Because I have other things to do. And I should... Okay, I take care of this bit. And if they want to still proceed with the trial, because this is evidence to the contrary. Right. The thing is... Well, do do your stuff. Um, I need to talk to you about also, something important. I also have to to tell you about what happened in the car with Elton. Oh, oh, okay. Um, I'll come back in a second because I I know you're busy, so I I walk with you halfway to wherever while you tell me, and then I come back to to you, Anne. Just to keep you on the same page. Mm-hmm. He asked me if uh, you had a ghoul that was living with you. I told him no. But I didn't want, should he mention it to you, for that story to come back around and not sound like it was correct. But in point of fact, he was very interested. So I'm wondering, uh, he also said he knew folks here in Oxford. Only here any. All right. Thanks for letting me know. Now I know what his pastime is going to be. I, I doubt he actually has any business other than to be. Uh, I said that I would. Um, my woes, Harold. Said that I would uh, show him the city later on. So we'll just keep him tied up. Excellent. Till dawn. Thank you very much. See you after court for Sally's outcome. Right. And I walk immediately back to Joanne. Okay. It is within our remit to deal with any kindred that is not a box for sure that trespasses into our domain. If it means saving Sally, I'm going to hand him over. Understood. If you don't need to, or you prefer not to. I'd prefer not to, but... My, my revenge is less important than Sally's life. 
Understood. Either way, I made arrangements for him to be taken out of the freezer and into the shed. For I had a conversation with Isabel and uh, to confirm that we were well within our rights to give, give him final death. And I, I just wanted to thaw him for dealing with him or letting you deal with him, whatever you, however you wanted to do it. But He's not going to be a threat. He can't use his powers. Excellent. I made sure of that. I'm not going to ask any questions. When we come back to the house, he'll be in the shed. I will... After Sally's trial, I'll, I will... I would like a meeting with everyone. Things have changed on my end, and I might need to be relying on all of you, but... Sounds serious. It's very serious. And this is not the place to have it. Okay. If we don't... Again, if we need to deliver this man, save Sally, he'll probably need delivering in order to be executed. So at least rest assured with following the laws of Oxfordshire. Yes. And I'm willing to do that to save Sally. You're a good woman, Joanne. And I start walking towards Meliore. So you're heading towards Meliore. You're heading towards Adam, Velvet, and uh, Silas. You're heading towards Finn. Assume? No, yes. So no. So James, you're yeah, heading towards. Yeah. Mm. And yes, Finn will be near him. Yeah. You're heading Why towards the James. Not great granddad. Okay. Um, and Joanne, yeah. are you going anywhere in particular? Not. I was kind of like skirting around the edges, trying to not eavesdrop so to speak but like try to figure out what the reactions to ev to Sir Marta were for like sure. as a whole okay so as you begin trying to suss out the reactions to Sir Marta you will find that someone is approaching you at some speed who you will recognize as your sire and at that point, we'll hit a break. <laughs> okay, just be careful. Your sire's coming for you. You're in trouble. Woo. Yeah, I am. So, shout outs. Let us begin. A shout out to Bex's hair. For today is it's the last day it sits atop her head. It is going in about 16 hours. Yeah. Something like that. So for, for those of you who do not know, because probably you are just new and you have failed to listen to, or you have failed to listen Real to less us. Or less interested talking yeah. about my hair. I don't know. Uh, Bex is, is going to talk about it herself because I don't want to steal her thunder. Thank you very much. So uh, I'm shaving my head. Here's my head, my hair. Uh, it's all coming off tomorrow in aid of Click Sergeant, which is a charity that raises money to help support children and young people and their families uh, who have a cancer diagnosis. So I was um, aiming to raise more than a thousand pounds. I have already hit that target. Thank you ever so much, everybody who has donated, everybody who's retweeted. It's been uh, really, really generous of you and it's really very much appreciated. So the next time you see me, already next Monday, I will, will be brothers in another way. Yeah, <laughs> like, she'll look. So. 
She looked no sexy, like, like Carlos sexy level. Oh, see, yeah, I mean, well, let's hope for that. I mean, I could just walk for that. I mean, I, I, I think just for that one as well, Carlos should shave his beard as well. So we... So no, we, I, I, we, we've like, already been there. I'll send you a picture so you oh. can... Yeah. Yeah. I already did that for November. Oh. I started... Like, this is two months worth of beer, I, I Thanks see. Thanks for the I hat think. advice as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I'm going to have a cold head. Yes, it's going to be oh, winter, so yep. get beanies for the house. So Relationship map time. Relationship map. So, uh, first of all, correcting errors I made last time. <laughs> it's it's becoming a theme. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, I took off down to the clan tag because I made it up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't right, or it's not known. Um... Then I've added Catherine, who is uh, Rupert's child, who we saw earlier. I've added Sir Marta uh, and her connection to both Sir James and Sir Francis. There's a nice arching dotted line of eneminess between them. Now, now, now there is an just like you had the the touchstone. Yes, about uh, the enemy connection. Now there's an enemy. It's one. like dotted orange. Exactly um, between so Sir Marta and, and Sir Francis. Right, correct. Um, and then put the same, I added Naoto, put an enemy connection yeah. between him and Miyuki, prop and also Theodore. Yes, I yes. mean, he's escalating, I feel like there could be some more enemy connections. Yes, so yeah, absolutely. feel free to put as many. And he then, might look like the center of a spider web, <laughs> all enemy connections that want to kill him. the Horde of Oxford wants to yes. kill him. Yes, yes, please. Um, and then last of all, I added a picture of the lovely Anne doll sitting here in Velvet Slam. Um, a Dolan. Yeah, except I decided because Anne, you know, it's mm -hmm. the back of her head, not the front. <laughs> you know, if she was going to be photographed, she'd be turning around and looking away. Um, so, and that is, uh, so, so no, she's on the on the map. Um, and that that was it. Mm. So, but now I think I'm passing to you. <coughs> Correct. So yeah. Um, you may, uh, if uh, for those of us who've been with us for a while, or those that have checked our other content. Uh, a little over a year ago, I believe it was. Um, uh, yeah, it was we we came a, a little uh, a new little system that was from trial kick that was from Kickstarter, which has officially arrived today. Has a bit box. For those of you who remember the crazy shenanigans of Biohazard, Biohazard. I have, that was so much fun and. Uh, in, in this, in this, there, there are there are dice trays for the players, dice trays, trays for, trays for the DM or, or GM for this system. Uh, it's, it's easy. I have, I have a little look, look through, it and it, you can just pull pull them out and go. So you can. Just it has a ve through. very nice trace for the layout that we were trying to replicate with yep. with what we had. Yeah. <laughs> it looks more professional and better. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the cards as well, as well as. Um, uh, as, as well as uh, the actual dice that come with this system as well, which mm -hmm. are great, so advantage and challenge dice. Uh, plus, as well as uh, for the for tokens as well, it comes it comes initially with some uh, cardboard tokens. I have uh, did get some metal ones that, that are <coughs> beautiful weight to them uh, that, that go with them. It's it, it is such fun. It is such fun to play, and it was so great to uh, yeah to be and with and it just got ridiculous. It's hilarious. We loved it, and we love you, chat. So obviously. If you're wondering what Spectaculars is, you can check out our stream on it. Uh, but in, in very quick kind of general terms, it is, I feel a bit like a hybrid between a board game and a role-playing game. And I say like a board game only insofar as you can play it out of the box with no preparation. So if you like running games for your friends, but you don't like doing lots of prep, or you don't have the time, then this game, you can do it as you go. 
and it's all there for you and it's very straightforward or and just, it's lots of fun or just do what i do create a one shot in the middle of a three-day flu feed extravaganza <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah for, for another for a little thing that, that uh, i have uh, if if you enjoy watch if you enjoy watching this face playing, um, I will be. Who doesn't enjoy watching your face? That's what yeah. I want to know. Um, Tell me now. Yay! Yeah, thank you so much. Um, yeah, uh, I will be on the back on the Capcom tro- uh, Cross uh, Twitch channel uh, starting this coming Saturday, uh, five p.m. UK 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 time. So uh, from Eden meal times for around this country, uh, for three weeks on and two weeks off uh, ongoing for a Dungeons and Dragons campaign where I will be playing. Liondale, and uh, Eladrin Warlock Hexblade, who is not packed in the blade. So the controversial with that. But yeah, that, uh, that's as I'm looking forward to that as a uh, character I've had in mind for a while. But yeah, if you if you if you want to come watch, please feel free. Cool. Thank you. Any more? I'm going to be in London from the 13th to the 18th. So if Anyone wants to come see me when I'm in London? Anyone in the area? Just let me yep. know. I'll be there. I'll be Do we there. have any Do questions, Callum? Oh, we have plenty. Yay! All right, first things first, Kirsty wants to ask, how's everyone feeling today? I'm very ill. <laughs> Still. Well, I'm not as ill as Lane. I feel pretty reasonable, actually. I feel bad saying that now. Well, I was so tired that I had to take the day as a work from home day because I couldn't get out of bed after working last night until late. Uh, everyone's workaholics at the moment mm-hmm. and sick. Uh, yeah. uh, I, 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 I am tired, but recent things this weekend had my heart a flutter, so yay. Aww. I know, I know. <laughs> ah, I know, get it over with. You're not allowed to be sappy, this is a horror stream. I will be a sappy <laughs> bastard. It's what the break's all about, isn't it? It's yeah. just the break. Yeah, just in the break, and then we, we cut we'll that off. Let's go back to horrible murder. <coughs> yes. Next. Okay, um, all right, because um, I cannot pronounce any names whatsoever, uh, Phil, can you do your... Um, Sir I also struggle with Kerstag. Sorry, you want Phil to do his impression of the Kerstag, or you want me to do as the Kerstag? Oh. Oh. Someone's asking Phil for an impression of. This is a bizarre and frightening new development. I don't know how it's pronounced or written. Kerstag. Kerstag. K I R S T A G G. No, it's S K E K. S-I-S? That's a, it's, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, sorry, just do I'm... a curse tag. Ooh, well, 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 I don't know, Theo. How is, how is this? I mean, I, I, I'm doing a... I'll give you an A for the effort now. <laughs> uh, I am so sorry. Next. Because <laughs> um, we got the lovely... Um, Spectacular, um, I take the stains. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter, can you do uh, dolphin noise? Yeah. Oh, God, it like haunts me wherever I go. Me, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, serious question next time. Um, uh, how do you go about uh, statting for an elder? Ooh, what a question I can actually question. answer. It, okay, go for it. Well, not in V5. I can only answer it in, um, well, in brawl concept. <coughs> um, <coughs> I don't. 
I don't start them usually if I'm making them. Exactly. Uh, because there's, I feel like if you're having elders in the campaign, they shouldn't be having things like combat roles against player characters. There isn't any real purpose to that because they're they're super OP in that in that situation. So they're kind of for me anyway. They're just kind of plot devices, so they don't need stats. Yeah, I I do whenever I play like rough stats. Depending, I mean, even back in B twenty, I would not stat. Uh, an elder completely. I would have an idea yeah, of an how idea. old they are, yep. which in V5 is really simple. If you go like, oh, they, this person is 600 years old, their blood potency might be like around anywhere from five to seven. Sit down, read it, read if he, they can have that much of a blood potency according to their generation. Think of their clan disciplines and how they would use them. What was more important, instead of statting them, I think the most important things on the <coughs> character's sheet for an older are ambition, ambition and desire. Yep, what's kept you going all this time? Why are you not in Twitter? Um, yeah, ambition, desire. What's your jihad? Yeah, if you're... Uh, what's, I mean, what you are your thoughts on the yes. Gehenna war or anything? Yeah. Personality. Oh, no, so... Given the new system... Convictions, and that gives you everything you need. And then you go like, yeah, they probably have this disciplines, maybe this other disciplines at this rating, and work with mostly block stats. It's like, oh yeah, this person is really physical, and they're gonna have like any physical dice pool is gonna be eight dice, and that's it. Pre rouse or whatever, make them super simple. If again, if you have a coterie of neonates and zillas fighting an elder, something went really wrong. For the neonates or the ancillas, yeah. any elder, even the most non-combative one, yeah. is going to be a force of, necro, uh, of nature, a power to be reckoned with. You don't want to be in that situation. And I find, find when I've run games with lots of elders that the game is about how the player characters learn to, learn to interact with the elders in a way that doesn't get them killed. So yeah. they should have warning shots. They should, it should be clear to them, oh, you've said something that's touched a nerve with this character or whatever. Then if they carry on pushing it. They end up in the kind of situation that Cole just described. But usually, but also, people, usually people don't do that. Also, <laughs> elders tend to have weaknesses. Yeah. Things that, that weaknesses. things and, and, and those things weaknesses are massive and yeah. they will be their own doing. Yeah. And destroying an elder is more a thing of finding out that weakness and exploiting yeah. it than trying to explode yeah. literally like detonate the place they are at. Yeah. Uh, so it, interact with, the, for instance, the modern world. They have to do that through neonates. That's the yeah. thing. So if you have to, if you have to have a campaign with an elder and you need that elder done, make it make the chronicle around the witnesses being found and exploited. Because if you if you end up with a group of people who decides to take an elder head on, <coughs> don't feel bad when you kill them. Nope. Just just tear them apart. Be nasty. Hmm? Next. Next. It hurts. Okay, um, next question. Uh, duel when games when? Oh, yeah. Duel between Drogo and Helena. Probably around this era. Within the, like... It was 12 years, wasn't it? It, it was, was some, something like that. It's so been, so it's, it's very short. Either this year, next year, something like that. One year? Yeah, I think it's one year. Like, it's... Or, or, or either this year or next year. It's, it's like, very close. Um... Games. Games are closer. Games are closer. Like, I think the games come first, then the duel. But yeah. I, I don't remember when the games are. It's going to hurt. <laughs> so, the, yeah, the, the games are coming soon. 
We just happen to have been playing like one night for the last three sessions or so, but soon time will accelerate again and then we'll, the games will the be. The games. <laughs> exactly. Next, do, you have any, do we have any more questions or that's it? Um, I think there is one more question. Um, Ooh. Someone in the chat is making the Bristol Chronicle and Ooh. they would like you lot to choose a favorite clan and name the primogen of Bristol. Oh, crikey. The primogen of, of Bristol's. Whatever clan we choose. Yeah, whatever clan you choose. Except the Prince would be the Prince of Bristol. Oh, sorry, um, <coughs> the no, the Primogen. Oh, the Primogen and the clan. Yeah. Well, do, do you want to have anything from Blood and the Severn, or do you want to have it like completely out of the blue? I think it, for, if it's out of the I think blue. Out of the out blue, blue considering yeah. they're asking us to yeah. name. Yeah. Can I take Venture? Yeah. Cool. Uh, so uh, Venture, Lucius, Caecilius, Servius. I don't want that down. It's a venture elder that I played Lucious. for a long time. So we're gonna have him. Mm. He also used to call himself Elder Luke because it was easier. He didn't like it when people mispronounced his name, which everybody did at the time. <laughs> so basically, uh, Gangrel, Bjorn, Abjornsen, uh Viking. Nice. Nice. Ah. Um, hold on. You do. Bria, and her name is Lion. L I O N, like the animal. Lion, like a lion. I knew you were going there. Lion. I might have questions. And, I, and now I have Bob Marley in my head, and <laughs> yeah. it's your fault. Uh, Peter? Oh, I thought we were all staring at Phil. Okay. Um, <laughs> we, we, we will after you finish. So I feel it would be morally wrong not to say Malkavian. And I'm going to say uh, Wendy Willow. Wendy Willow. Because there should be more vampires called Wendy, in my opinion. <laughs> Does she run around with a Wonder Woman t shirt because it has the two W's? My next I mean, who could say? No, this character is called Wendy. Trademark. <laughs> <laughs> Clan, because it's gonna be funny as funny as hell. Poor it all, Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. <laughs> Control the game. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. We were given the opportunity to just roll. Yeah, yeah. take us. Oh, I did. She'll say produced. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you for your, your question. We love you, chat. Yes. Yeah, so, right. Everyone ready? Yeah. 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 Oh, oh. I said. I mean, I said yes. I don't know if I meant it. <laughs> All right, so... Um, oh, we're already live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome. Yeah, I got, I got like really stressed for a second. I will mentor and we're getting the stream mode. So, you got serious. So, you're all in court. Oh, yeah. Joanne, you are uh, being approached by Barnaby, who is moving at some pace. Yeah. He gets to you and he says, um, I'm calling in that boon. <laughs> Dorma. Okay. Keep Anne away from me. <laughs> And then he he heads off past you. Of course, you're you will see a little way away in the direction that Barnaby has come from, and it seems to be looking around herself. What is Joanne doing? <laughs> So she's like, 
So I know the way the Barnaby went, the way she came from. So yeah, so she's she's where Barnaby was basically, but she's 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 kind of following his his trail, if you like. Um, Can I see she's coming in my direction? She looks like she's about to start heading this way. Barnaby is obviously heading off as, uh, the opposite direction as fast as he can, without run. I mean, he's not running; he's just walking, you know, try quickly, but as, as without running as fast as you can go. Flag her over. Okay, so she will uh, come over to you. She'll say. Oh, hello. Good evening, Anne. Good evening, Joanne. How are you? Uh, enjoying this court, actually. It's oh, that, fairly eventful. That's not like you at all. Oh, that's nice. Do you feel like you're settling in? I'd hope so, after these years. Well, I was wondering if you could help me. Um, what can I do? I, I'm trying to find... She looks around. Oh, and I know that you know where he is because he's your sire and a good child always knows where their sire is. Doesn't come round for me too often, but I did see the way he went and I'll point her in like... At an angle. Yeah, so like, <laughs> I'll see it like the way Barnaby went and kind of point at like a 45 degree angle. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. She hurries off. He went that way, he went that way. So, you're trying to find out what the, yeah. it, well, but essentially, is there any gossip or talk or reactions to Marta being here? So you're trying to eavesdrop. Are you using, oh no, you're not trying to eavesdrop. What it, was, you, it was more, it was, it was a, in the moment as it happened, I was looking around. Oh, to see. To see what it was. And then afterwards, I'm doing the sitting on the edge. Okay. Kind of trying to keep eyes off me because I'm away from everyone. So I think probably... Mm, I think this could either be a politics role because you're trying to get the courtly thing. Well, I think if it was an individual, if you were saying I want to look at a person and see what their reaction is or try and perceive through whatever mask they've got up, that would be an insight. Uh, I tell you what, I'll give you a generic insight, but the difficulty will be horrible. Yep. If you want to make an insight and wits. Or alternatively, I would want maybe a politics uh, role or an... Yeah, I'm thinking about kind of social kind of group I see you're looking at your sheet going, well, this doesn't look good. <laughs> what, what would you like to make? I'll go for whatever's going with politics. Cool. Intelligence? Uh, yeah, I think intelligence and politics. No, actually, no, let's say wits and politics. Wits and politics. So that just brings it down to two. Sorry about that. Two successes. Okay. Uh, well, obviously there are a lot of kindred here. It's very difficult to read the visitors from Tokyo. They seem to give they seem to give very little away, and you're not really you know they they didn't seem to have any kind of reaction that you could pick out. Uh, the prince did not really have a discernible reaction either. In fact, if anything, it was notable by his. I mean, even for the prince, he didn't seem to react that much. Was the sense that you had. Um, you. I don't think it's saying a massive spoiler to say that you don't think Sir Francis is very happy about it. No. Um, although she wasn't, you know... Showing it? Showing it, per se. But you had that vibe from her, maybe? Perhaps also in the moment after Sir Marta had walked away and Sir Francis was on her own, the way she looked, with, followed her, you know, with her eyes. Um, but I'll tell you what I'll give you on your two successes. 
Someone who looks actually quite pleased that she's back is Meliore. Okay. Which is not something you would, you know, it's not, it's not something that a lot of the people might fall into positions you expect, you know. Um, generically, the Ventru look a little disapproving of the way Samata has appeared in this court. Meliore is one of the exceptions. Uh, and generally, the Bruya looks stoic and behind Samata. See, Meliore is part of the sensible Ventru. So whilst you are digesting that, Joanne, let's briefly go to now. Um, Silas, have you got any academics? You've got a plus no. one. You get a plus one because you're in the... As long as you go and check out some books. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you make me a quick intelligence roll? Difficulty's very low. <coughs> it would be intelligence with academics with that the most academics? Uh, yeah. Or just intelligence? Just intel if you have no academics, it's just intelligence. Intelligence. I get nothing. Okay, fine. So you go to um, Sir James and Finn. <coughs> and um, it's unusual, actually, that Sir James is still here. Normally, the knights would all be gathering up together, but that seems to have been a bit delayed from normal, particularly because there's this guest and there's other things going on. So it's unusual that he'd be here at this point, but he is here. Um, and Finn is chatting away with him. So James doesn't seem to be saying a lot. Who are you addressing? Um, more, more addressing uh, towards Sir James. Okay. Um, uh, Sir, Sir James. Um, with the uh, that beautiful war banner that was presented, uh, I'm wondering the crests on the outside. Um, is one of them yours? That's right. May I ask which one? He looks at he says, You've not educated your child on my crest, Finlay. And Finn says, Hey, well, uh, I... And he says, There's no need to answer that question. And he looks at you and says, The salamander. Uh, my personal favourite of them, if I may. You may. Yeah. Uh, and uh, who and of the, of the other crests? Who are they? Who they are? They are the founding knights of Oxfordshire. I'm sure that Finlay can tell you all about the history, seeing as he is such a keen historian of knightly business. <coughs> I'm sure now we've had this conversation, his enthusiasm will return to him on that subject. Finn says, Aye, I, 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 yes, I'll, I, once when we get back, I'll do it straight away. It's actually very interesting stories about all of the crests and the family histories involved. And uh, so James says, I have heard them before, Finlay. You can tell Silas when I'm not here. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to it. You got Finn in trouble. <laughs> Way to send Finn to Stain Town. Yeah. Yes, Finn has just got a stain. It's true. Dude. Um, cool. Talk about putting your sire and throwing them under the bus. <laughs> Can you come teach me? <laughs> so, so James will go not long after that. And Finn will... Um, 
say, well, obviously, when we get back, I'll show you properly the whole history and uh, and the like. But for now, uh, the black shield with the eagles is the prince's shield. It's a Drogo. Right, and then you've got the shield with the lions on it. That's Sir William's crest. The Molecock with the uh, the rose crown is uh, Sir Thomas de la Moor. Ah. He says, aye. We don't say that too loud, you know. So it's uh, it's good the prince took it so well, to be honest. You know, but I suppose, you know, you're not to know if you're a guest from outside. I mean, 50 years isn't that long ago for someone like him. And he glances in a Margot's direction. Yes. It's like last weekend, you know. So news doesn't necessarily travel that far. We're not exactly very uh, communicative about our situation outside. Oxfordshire is a bit of an island. Yes. That's uh, I, uh, those those crests are beautiful. Really Aye, they are. Well, I tell you, I've got some great books. Come back with me afterwards. I'll show you. No. Very interesting. Long, and they all have the interesting. They've all got these different meanings. Like it's not even just is it a lion, is it a bird, right? Is is it rearing, right? Which way is it facing? They've all got different meanings. It's a whole language. It's very exciting. Mm. Uh, well, yes, and it's, it's always good to to know the history. Aye, and it's proper history. It's the fun history, you know. Yes. Anything else you're saying to Finn? Uh, I, I it's probably just probably just small talk. Sure, and, uh, so you, you small talk for a bit. Uh, Velvet, you are hunting down Adam. It's not hard because he's waiting by the door. We told him, and he's waiting for you. Good boy. So you get to him. <laughs> um. I mean, I'm expecting we'll exit out of the doorway when I... Well, that's what my... my as you're getting... As I'm you're walk past him to, to yeah. walk out and see me okay. follow me. Yeah. It will strike you that Adam follows you a little bit faster. Maybe a little bit too fast. Normally you leave a little bit of a gap, you know, a discreet gap so you can do this kind of thing. He's not being quite as careful as normal. <clears throat> so... He finds you. So my my intention and my plan is to take him off somewhere else around here. If the room that we have the family meeting in is free, then I'll use that room. Yeah, it currently is. There's no one in there. Hooray! Because uh, so I'm not that interested in having a conversation with him. Right. So <laughs> I am interested in relieving my frustration. But I really want to be in this room so that I can just sit down in the chair that Wallace was in and then drag him into my lamp. Okay. So that I can kind of kill two emotional birds with one stone. So you you shut the, you, you kind of come in hurriedly, you slam the door behind you. Yep. You go sit in the chair that Wallace was in. Yep, and drag him into my lap. And then you drag him into your lap. He, yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> just, just my vibe. He, he comes willingly into your lap. Yep. Um... And then, what, you're in, are you intending to feed on him? Or are you just intending to f play around with him? What, what's your... What's Velvet's agenda here? Oh. Adam says... Um, sorry, if, sorry, is there anything Velvet's trying to do immediately? Because if not, Adam is going to have an agenda. I mean, yeah, I, I'm I think I am going to feed on him. 
Yeah, so the thing that strikes Velvet is, you, you know, you, you, you'll have yeah. a little bit, a little bit of foreplay and then, but both of you seem to be in a hurry to get past that. You're aware court is on and everything else. And um, he will say, are you hungry? Yes. Good. And he will offer you himself willingly to be fed upon. Great. How much of that sweet, sweet Adam juice <laughs> are you going to ingest? So <laughs> um, I think I'm, I'm not that hungry. I mean, well, that's not the driver for this, let's be fair. Um, so you're just going to you're just going to sip a little and enjoy. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, he is also going to probably feed a bit on you, so yep. you're kind of having a mutual feeding moment. I mean, I'm loving the danger of this. I make that clear to him. <laughs> yeah, and it does feel. I mean, let's face it; it's always thrilling, but this feels like it's just that extra bit, yep. that extra bit of excitement. And it's the and there's also an odd kind of relief, like whenever you're not in this moment, there's the kind of when is the next moment going to be? Yeah. And this is that moment where you just feel relaxed and there is the thrill of it. Um, are you employing means to keep, uh, beyond just feeding? No. Okay. Um, how long are you intending to do this? So I, I want to make an assessment about how long till one of us is missed. Um, so I'll drag this, I'll make this as long as I can, but I, I'm going to guess that within about half an hour, I might be, there okay. might be a chance of someone finding us. Could you make for me a, let's say, resolve and, ooh, maybe actually it's just going to be resolve, roll your resolve twice. Does my floor apply to this? Yes, and and add hunger dice to your pool. Fail. What? No successes at all. On the first roll. Do you want me to, you want me to roll it? Twice? Yes. It's effectively it's like doubling the stat. Yeah. Two fails. No. So it's no. One fail. It's one fail. Yeah. So it's basically sometimes we combine a stat and a skill or two stats. Oh, it's just like doubling up on your resolve because there wasn't anything else I could pair with it very okay, yeah. sensibly. So no successes. Fabulous. Um, the no ones. Yeah, just no nothing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Your plan is half an hour. Yeah. No more. Yeah. But I, I mean, feel I can stick to that. <laughs> of course you can. Of course you can stick to it. Of course you can. Um, time passes. Yeah. It's very pleasurable. No one comes into the room. You are familiar now with the taste of Adam's blood and it feels like it has a very slightly different flavor to it. You can't quite place exactly what it is, but it's new and that is also great and exciting. <laughs> Maybe it's that there's a little bit more, you can't put your finger on it, but in terms of an emotional resonance, maybe a more of a, a need or more of a something than normal, which is, yeah, it's good. That's good. Um, he is also enjoying himself. There is a point where he'll say, you'll be kind of like a bit more relaxed in each other's arms at this point. And he'll be like, I don't want to go, but do you, do you think we should go? <clears throat> I'm assuming I don't think that because I failed this role. Wait. I mean, I, I will say, um, 
I don't want to go either. You don't want to go? No, I don't want to go. I never want to go. He looks worried for a moment, but then says, then I, I won't go. I won't put you through that. Let's stay a little longer. All right. So I'll come back to you in a minute. Yep. All right, so um, Theodore, you were going to Meliore, is that correct? Sure, you go to Meliore. Yep. She comes to you. Theodore. Having a nice evening. So far. And you? It was, what was the deal with the Sir Marta and the Herald? She smiles. Rare. <laughs> Rare to see Jason so cowed publicly. Yeah. It looked like a lover's quarrel, if you ask me, even though I know it's far from that. Best keep that sentiment to yourself, yeah. Theodore. <laughs> Whatever. Although she does chuckle. How is Isabel? She is managing. Doing what she must do, as we all do, Theodore. There is nothing to worry about there. Lord Amago came with uh, someone from the Tremere. He's quite curious about the Tremere situation in this domain. What did you tell him? that I could not possibly speak in the name of Prince Drogo. But still, he's insistent in who wants to know. He would rather find out without having to ask the prince. But I'm afraid Ota comes here with a message from the clan. Theodore, you are a clever man. Surely you know when a problem is your own and when it is not. Yeah, absolutely. Can't say I'm not curious, though. I've heard a lot of things of the warlocks mm. when I was in Japan. Probably some of the answers of the blood can be answered. Like, can be found through their methods. An answer that comes with a cost. Perhaps. One I am unwilling to pay at this time. I'm just saying. Unless you find a. Options. Have something on this man. Over him. Yeah, absolutely. That's my intention. Hmm. Then, if you have a uh, something in mind, Theodore, then if you need my assistance, you know where I am. Absolutely. Right now, what I need is for you to point me in the right direction of someone who can explain what happened to the Tremere and who's Willing to be chatty about it. She looks thoughtful. And uh, then she will 
Then I would suggest Alistair. He is uh, does not have many visitors. Good. I can disguise the meeting with Joanne. Escort her to see him. Yes. I need to understand this better. Maybe, maybe, if this is of help, the Tremere might feel thankful. Yes. Good. Also, I need to talk to you later about the intruder we found. He is absolutely unimportant. But? I looked, I looked through the window. I'm not quite sure how I feel about it. It did feel... strong and powerful. We will talk. It is good that you come to me, Theodore. Together, we will move through this. I give her a kiss on the cheeks. Yes, she will kiss you on both cheeks. I'll attend to <coughs> other matters. And then I start walking. I make a beeline for Sil Anulf. Because <laughs> Isabel, after all, asked me to try to find a way to excuse her. Sure. So it's basically, I already talked to... Yeah. Into... Yeah. So you start making your way towards Sir Anulf. Joanne. After a while... Sorry, what are you doing now? Anything? No. Just hanging out. Literally just hanging out, trying to avoid people's gazes if possible. So you're trying to be just kind of unobtrusive in good company. Yeah. You can choose to make this based off uh, an etiquette roll or a stealth roll. Or if you just aren't fast and you want to stand there, that's absolutely fine. If you're going to stand at the back, just you don't need to. Just stand or sit down around. And okay. Be a... So you're not actively seeking anyone, and after a while, Anne comes back. Yeah. And she says, I can't find him anywhere, Jojo. I... <laughs> I sent you the way I saw him go. I'm sorry if you can't find him. Um... Oh, but I must see him. It's ever so important. We could go around and have a look if you wanted. <laughs> Together? Yes. Oh, how wonderful. Taking one for the team? Like you said, we're... They're treating me like a real person now, so... Yes, they are, and you are a real person. Shall we? Yes. <laughs> she oh, will... So she's willing to say that. Oh, my God. Um, so you will start going around. Yeah. I'm assuming your objective is not to find Barnaby? Absolutely, yeah. All right. Do you have any subterfuge? Yes, I do. Excellent. It could be manipulation plus awareness to convince so, her that you saw a clue somewhere. So it depends on. So what's your what's your approach or your strategy for distracting Anne? Approaches like for the first part, kind of just like being leading her around, making a very solid. I am looking. Yes. Yeah. Sort of thing, and then if I ever see him at all either completely blanket or 
and then maybe a little bit later, point her in another, in another direction and go, he's over okay. there. Can you make a manipulation and subterfuge roll? This is not necessarily just purely to trick her, it is partly to block her role to spot Barnaby. You are adding to her difficulty yeah. by being her assistant. Wingman. <laughs> I'm rousing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's a solid roll. Four successes. Okay. Very solid roll. <laughs> I'm going hungry. hungry. Nice. Okay. Cool. I'm not spending willpower on her. Okay. <laughs> sure. I mean, I'm fine. You start to take around the court. Some time will pass. Well, for other people, it passes in the pleasant exchange of blood. <laughs> for you, it passes in the slightly more anxious Anne as she gets more and more troubled by the fact she can't find him. Probably and... ask people you know for a fact have not seen Barnaby. <laughs> like, have you seen Barnaby? And every so often you're like, oh, I think that might be him. And then she's like, oh, oh. And then you like, She'll scurry with you like in that direction and then it, it'll just be like a bunch of glass cabinets, <laughs> you know? And then she'll be like, oh, oh. And uh, however, you do seem to successfully mislead her. Um, but you're aware that her mood starts to shift the longer this goes on. Um, and you can see that her previous upbeat nature is starting to change. There's a little tremble of her bottom lip and it looks as if her scowl is about to kind of develop more so fully. anger rather than upset? A bit of both. A bit of both. Um, and she'll say, Oh, oh, Jojo. I, I need to find him. I haven't spoken to him in such a long time. My dear bee, where is he? Oh, this is intolerable. Do you, you don't think something's happened to him, do you? I don't think so. He's good at keeping out of trouble, you know that? He's good at keeping away. You don't think he's found someone else, do you? I don't think so, no. He's just got bored then. Oh. 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 Oh, my makeup. Oh, I, I have to go. And she starts bolting for the door. Kind of just completely overwhelmed. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Jojo. <laughs> um, Velvet, I'm going to give you a quick uh, awareness and wits roll. Does my floor apply? Yep. Oh dear. Good luck. Okay. You want to succeed at a cast? No. <laughs> Did you get any successes? No, no you can't. Yeah. You can only succeed at a cost. When you have yeah. any successes, yeah. So there is a point when you are sitting with Adam, when Adam suddenly says, what, "What's that?" What? And he jumps up. And starts trying to kind of like adjust his clothes and walk away from where you're sitting yep. as the door bursts open and Anne comes in, <laughs> looking absolutely distraught. Okay, I'm presumably <coughs> in a, I'm presumably in a similarly dishevelled state. Yeah, I mean, you look, you look Seth worthy. Oh. You know, in that your your shirt is not tucked in; it'll be open. Um, oh. Okay, 
Okay, so I can't Hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. I need to make a quick roll for Adam. <sighs> um, neither of you have had time to close the wounds while you have been feeding. <laughs> okay. So Anne comes in and she's like, she bursts in she's, and, and slams the door behind her. And, and he's kind of like, <laughs> and then look, turns around and sees you both and goes, eh. <laughs> um. <laughs> Adam has turned his back to Anne so that he can like, he's got dignity, try and tuck things in. And I don't know. have that. I'm going to approach her. You're kind of in Wallace's <laughs> yeah. chair. Yep. Looking pretty dope. Look at hot. <laughs> I've got no, I've got no, no gamba here other than to just hit on her. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So you. She looks upset. She looks like she. Yeah, she she does look upset. There's. She's gonna be an easy target. There are blood tears just starting to kind of fall across her cheeks, and her makeup is a little bit um, smeared as a result. Um, she's got a very small ham handbag that seems of no practical use whatsoever. Which she's trying to, which she was about to kind of reach into, but she'll obviously see you. And there's a whole weird mix of emotions crossing her face. I'll go. <laughs> she's like looking at you, looking at Adam. You're not sure if she's horrified or delighted. She, she's not sure. She's. You're not sure. It's too much. She says, "Ew." Let's say, "Yeah." Well, it's safe to say I wasn't expecting you. <laughs> I, um... Are you alright? You look kind of upset. Well, well, I was upset. I, I was extremely upset. But you know, all of a sudden, I feel like it's not that important. I'd much rather talk about, about you, Velvet. And well, you know, she'll look. You know I like to talk about myself. <laughs> is, is that...? No. <laughs> I'm just gonna try and destroy her. I'm gonna assume that because nobody cares about Adam and he's a real nothing, that I can try to yeah basically blag her that this is not who she is. Okay. She says Oh, because well from the back it rather looks like it it is you know. I'll get up. Yeah. Chair, yeah. Sigh. Okay. And approach her. Sure, you approach her. I'll say, um. She says, I hardly know what to make of this situation. Well, I don't think there's anything really to be made of it, is there? Well. I mean, I guess it depends on your point of view. She says, well. I mean,. Is it my imagination? Just, oh, have you been very, very naughty, Velvet? Well, I guess that depends on how good your imagination is. Well, I'm told I'm very imaginative. <laughs> and a lot of other things, probably. Well. But of course, being pretty, I don't have to be imaginative if I don't want to be imaginative. I suppose it depends what sort of 
things might take my mind off it. <laughs> I will. <clears throat> How far away am I from her? How far away do you want to be? Oh, we want to be like close to her. Okay, yes, you can be close to her. Yeah. Um, I will also. Well, why don't you and I talk about what might take your mind off it? Oh, that sounds like a wonderful idea. Um, if you wouldn't mind giving you a minute, my uh, my makeup got a little smudged. Sure, take all the time you need. I'll I'll be um, just a moment. I'll be in the corner. I'm very discreet. Excuse me. You you talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> she scampers over to the corner, uh, and we'll take out some makeup and a mirror and start. <laughs> I will go back to Adam. Adam looks and I'm horrified. What are we going to do? Don't worry, I'll handle it. You just you get out of here, and I will deal with her. You, you're sure? Of course. Why don't you? Why don't you just oh, go no. away? Adam, oh, no. Adam, you'll be all right. He says, "I, I can't, I can't," and he dashes for the door. Close each other at once. Yeah, I'll, actually. <coughs> Um, is Velvet saying anything? He probably might remember that. Sorry, remember what? Is he going to say anything to Adam before he goes? So, uh, I mean, he, he doesn't want him to go. Uh, no. Adam's gone. So Anne will be reapplying her makeup. I will come back to you in a moment. So meanwhile, back in court, Silas, what are you up to? Still, I would like a bit of small talk with uh, with, with Finn, seeing what, uh, seeing what's going on, um, uh, see what uh, Sir Kerstag and Samata are up to. Uh, Sir Kerstag is having a chat with Meliori at the moment. Uh, Samata is. Mm, what is Samata? Samata is probably having a is is actually not in the in the main room anymore. She's moved off with Sir James to with and a lot of the knights seem to be drifting that way, but not quite all of them. So you don't think whatever the knights are going to do in their nightly business is fully kicked off, but they're beginning to drift that way, um, as they often do. However, uh, what makes this different is that they are being joined by Amargo. Um, so he's been kind of allowed to be on a guest at their kind of higher table, effectively, for this. Just a muggle, Otto is. Yeah, Otto is not invited to the higher table. <coughs> um, Isabel? Isabel, you, oh, sorry, yes. Well, you're on the way to set off, so I'm coming to you um, <coughs> in a moment. I just want to, so, Silas, you're just kind of having small talk with Finn and, and that's that for the moment. Is that right? Uh, yeah, just uh, just uh, keeping. And, and, uh, and what what's the entourage done? Has the, has the entourage moved off? Or so there's a large number of people if, in this entourage, and they are generally kind of in their own little block to the side. Uh, Naoto will mainly be with Amargo, but at this point, where Amargo is being taken off, um, you will see. Actually, no. Naoto will be with Amargo. He'll be going to the high table as well. Yep. Um, so Otter is with this entourage. Um, and is largely not... He's just kind of taking it all in at the moment. 
Um, a lot of the main Oxfordshire courts seem to be also still slightly in their blocks. They're starting to break up a bit more now, but there is, there's almost like that. Probably everything's fine, but there's still a bit of people on full alert. Various people are going up and congratulating Catherine as well. You'll be aware of that, sure. Yeah, Sars will, will do that as well. Okay. Um, so you will see that her chest has a, a dent in it, <laughs> uh, which will bring back some memories. Yep. And uh, when you come over, yep. she'll uh, say, oh, hello. Congratulations on a successful test. <laughs> she'll curtsy. Um, she's got blush of life and her cheeks will flush slightly. She says, thank you so much. So nice to meet you. You're welcome. How are you feeling? Uh, a little bit, um, a little bit winded, if, if, I, if I'm honest. Um, but they did warn me it would hurt and uh, 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 they weren't joking. As <laughs> uh, uh, I, I think it's just a, quite, a quick glance at, at the wound to... Can I see just how bad it is? Okay, you, you have a look at her dented chest. It looks bad. I mean, I mean it looks... I mean, like several points of <laughs> Yeah, it looks, it looks like it really hurt, yeah. Yeah. It actually makes you appreciate how well she did to not go down <clears throat> and to hold her ground. She, I mean, she looks fairly athletic, but she doesn't look tough, mm. but she obviously is. That's... Uh... Quite the wound there, but it'll, it'll heal. Oh, yes, it's, um, well, that's the thing, isn't it? Um, well, I, I used to worry about this sort of thing. You know, an injury can put you out for such a long time, and, and, and now it's happens very quickly. Makes you awfully hungry, though, so I'm told. I've never been this badly hurt, you know, since, um, since, since well, becoming like this. So what what uh, what did you do uh, while you were or before coming? Oh, um, well, I was um, I was head girl at uh, at St Hilda's, mm. and um, well, you know, I did my studies and had a little fun sometimes, sort of thing. I'm so sorry. I'm so terribly sorry. I, I don't know everyone's names yet. Um, oh, sorry, I'm Catherine. Pleasure. Uh, my name's Silas. Silas Shaw. Oh, um, so nice to meet you. I'm, um... Short curtsy again. Um... Well, uh... You, you've, you've caught me a, a little bit of a disadvantage. I feel a little woozy. I hope I'm not embarrassing myself. And you, uh, there was no embarrassment. Oh, good. Oh, good. That's, mm. that's good to know. Mm. Um, are you, um... I'm afraid I, I don't know what, um... What clan you're from. Bruya. Oh, oh. Yes, yes, I've heard of the clan Bruya. What have you heard? Well, you have lots of knights in your clan. And I, I understand that's very important. It is. Um... So, um, can I be bold? Certainly. Well, it's 
it's very kind of you to come and talk to me. Um, uh, an important member of Oxfordshire like yourself. I, I need to um, find people to, to um, vouch for me. And I'm, I'm told that, um, well, but to do that, I should make myself useful. I wondered if you had any, any use for me. Well, what makes you useful? What are you good at? Uh, well, uh, I'm... Well, um, let's see. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a, a possible researcher, and um, and I'm, I'm rather good at, uh, at well, the beam and um, and and gymnastics in general. Uh, and of course, I've, I'm I'm well read, and and uh, and. And I, I can be uh, a good companion at uh, social occasions. And, um, uh, well, I'm willing to learn if there's something you, you would like me to do. I would advise first, slowly, tending to those wounds. Don't rush it. Oh, oh yes, of course I will. I w so should I, should I try and find you when I'm better? Potentially. Well... Again, I'd be ever so grateful just for a chance. I'm not asking for a. I don't expect you to to vouch for a stranger. I'd very much like to do something useful, if, if, if you wouldn't mind. We'll see. Oh, thank you so much, Mister Shaw. Such a pleasure to meet you. Have a pleasant evening. All right, so um, Theodore, you're going to set off. Yes. He's with Isabel um, and. When you arrive, he will, though, look pleased. Ah, this is a good timing. I wish to join the other knights. I would like for you to introduce me <coughs> to our guest. Yes, uh, actually, you read my mind, uh, Sir Enolf. Um, if I, I was going to ask you if I could be so bold to introduce you to it is my wish to make a good impression on this fellow warrior. How should I do this? Um, Isabel just sits back and you know lets this yeah. conversation happen. Um, well, much like in the olden times here in Europe, bowing still a tradition. Uh, I I bow low. I would bow lower to them and to you, well, to him and to you, because of, of you having a higher station than myself. But uh, a, a good nod, respectful approach is always the best way to, to start a conversation. Um, I will make the, the introductions and, uh, and, and you can commence having a conversation with him. He's nobility. Uh, after all, just like you are, Sir Enolf. This pleases me. Sorry. Yeah, I, I lead him and I and I just mentioned, um, I had a, a, to, to Isabel, I was having a chat with uh, Meliora. She wishes to see you. Uh, in in a way that lets yeah. her know, like, yeah. go. Thank you, Theodore. And I, Sir Enolf, and she will. Ah, 
and to get his mind out of her, I, I tell him, oh, remember that story I told you of the Sabak War? Ah, the war, yes. And he and heads with you. whatever story I told him of Takahisa, yes. I just try to jog his memory a little. Yeah, so, because you do see him when Isabel speaks, kind of, but you, you take him towards the kind of knightly yeah. table. And that's exactly what I wanted to do, because if Naoto is going to play with the big boys, I am more than him. Which is something I would never do in normal circumstances if I didn't have a couple. Yeah, sure. But you're, you're going to man up and go to the big boys' table. I am going to the big boys' table because I am <coughs> not, le I'm not his lesser. Sure. Of course. He's, I'm not even no. his equal. Of course. I'm above him. Yeah. As I pointed out to him. Hmm? As I pointed out to him. Exactly. So that's why I wanted to go to the big if boys' I table. I'm reclining shirtless. So. <laughs> you go to the. Um, the big boys table not all of the knights have gathered yet as i say um but a number of them have and set off will obviously makes a bit of an effort in the way he approaches Amago to look as kind of impressive as he can um and you will of course smooth the <laughs> introductions i introduce uh sir Enolf as uh the, the most prestigious and important. Just let him know he is effectively. I met, when I do the introduction in Japanese, I say Batanaim Ue, so he knows he's like the head of the family. Yes, he's like top of the line using the the, the appropriate honorific in Japanese, uh, and then I so so to let them know that both are like sort of having higher station. Okay, so, and I smooth out things. So you smooth out a talk between them. And it's very, in some ways, boring in that they have like very pleasant, small talky chat. They ask a little bit about each other. There's a couple of stories exchanged. It's very, very simple stuff. As though the more of the knights are gathering, Enolf will insist that you stay for a little bit to help this communication going. Because he's very pleased with the way you're Absolutely. handling this. But of course, Naoto is also here. And as the, the gathering kind of expands outwards, there's this weird situation where Naoto is sort of translating for Amargo and back and forth and things. But you're also sort of translating. And I'm assuming that Theodore wishes to try and impress upon everyone how much better than Naoto he is. Yes. Now, Naoto will also be trying to impress upon everyone how much better than you he is. So what is Theodore's approach? How is he going to try and... Basically... I know Takahisa, and yes. I know him well. Yes. So I know he knows Western culture far better than what Enolf knows of yes. uh, Japanese culture. Yeah. So, for example, I would, uh, in, the, in the little conversations, I would sometimes bring the, their attention to saying, the prince will be sitting around this area and, and, and explain sort of like the Japanese sitting arrangement according to culture and station and bring it up so both our guest and him can have the closest space that is not too pretentious but also not too far away so they can sit together. I'm just trying to take advantage of the cultural differences, me having lived through them. Okay. So I, I want to bring it home. Uh, that will make a lot of conversation because both of them will have questions about the things that are different. Sure. So what Naoto is doing 
is sort of the opposite approach. He is making the fact that although you're from two very different cultures, all these knights and amagoists, that as highborn warriors, there are certain things that are that go cross culture, that make, and and that but also that there are annoyances that important lords have to deal with, which are also there that you can kind of share in. He's trying to make it like the odd kind of joke as well. Okay. So essentially, this is not a question of whether you can effectively do this because you can, nor a question of whether Naoto can effectively do it because he can. It's who can do it better Aye. and impress the group. So I think this is going to be an etiquette yes. and charisma. Yes. Right. And I don't have a penalty because I'm dealing with my dominance. You are trying to prove your dominance, so you have no penalty <laughs> here whatsoever. And... and, and Guess who has what has two thumbs and is rousing. Yeah, I can guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You said charisma and et etiquette. Right? Yes. And, uh, and I'm rousing. Yes. Yeah. Okay, go for it. <laughs> just four successes okay <coughs> and I did spend willpower both you and Naoto start outdoing yourselves you making clever nuances of the culture where people go ah oh, very yes and then there's a thing and Naoto pointing out clever similarities of the culture that occasionally make people smirk and laugh and the evening with the knights, and more knights are, I guess, are sort of catching wind that something interesting is going on and starting to gather, and you're aware you're the centre of attention. This first round, you are tied. You are both oh. combining your energies to make for a very interesting evening. Oh. Even the Herald has started to now drift over to see what's Can going on. So, so I would assume that at tied, we get one willpower damage each. Correct. Superficial have rounded up. There has been no loser. I'm not applying damage bonuses from the court because it's not that kind of contest. Yes. It's more of a... Endurance? Yes. Yes. And I will and I will Come definitely go hungry for that. Oh, yes. <laughs> Let me just see if he goes hungry. Uh -huh. But I guess we'll try it again. Go on. So you embark upon more of the same. It's either this or keeping a compulsion. Yeah. So with renewed vigor, you go back into the fray to keep things going. Go on, go on! Lots of dice fell out. So. Oh, goodness. oh shit, this is gonna be another willpower. This is awfully bad. Come on, come on, come on. Oh, that's, this is bad. Huh? After willpower, I only have one success. What? You only have one success. Oh shit. Oh. Probably the second worst roll I had in the whole chronicle. Okay. And. Don't tell me you're gonna go home. And, um. Yeah, don't you go hungry. And I don't go hungry. Oh. Okay. That's something. So. As the, um. As the evening goes on, the pressure to perform grows. There is a point when you, Theodore is, you're making this 
this kind of observation. And Naoto just kind of undercuts it in a way of making light of it, making it kind of into a joke, and the assembled will laugh. Um, and it's, it's one of those things that feels very class-based. It's like a joke that the highborn get. And it's not a joke that Theodore quite gets. And it leaves you just for a moment before you recapture your ground where you're, you don't quite know how to take the conversation or how to, how to handle it. Um, but Naoto seems in his element. Uh, so, you've got one success, you say. Oh my god. He me. Um, so. so, you will take uh, seven points of superficial willpower halved. I'm impairing willpower. It is a horrible moment. But Naoto just seems in his element. <coughs> he seems at his worst. And you feel yourself, like, increasingly the conversation is being translated, obviously, but also steered by him. Uh, you can feel yourself kind of losing ground. Does Theodore remain... Is Theodore going to try and fight back, or is he going to concede at this point? I don't know which is greater right now, whether the compulsion or the impairment on willpower. Why don't you roll to find out? You can opt. I mean, it's Theodore's choice. He can choose that this won't be the point to fight the compulsion through. You know, he can resist the compulsion. It just means he'll be at penalties until he's resolved it with someone somewhere. But you don't have to suicidally follow it. You have the urge to. There is a bit of you that that's, that's wants to rub Naoto's face in the dirt. Actually, I will have to stay with it. Because if not, I will be going against my own convictions. Okay. So, you step back into the fray. Do you, are you doing the same approach? Or are no. you changing things? Tell me how you're doing the approach. Tell me what Theodore does differently. Do we have all the knights here? Um, all save for Sir Wallace. Excellent. Oh, and Sir Kerstag. Everyone yeah. else is here. Fine, I make it. I, I, I wait for the moment in which the conversation slightly, slightly refers to anything remotely lordly, dominating, or physical. Sure. That will definitely come up because Enolf is always pushing for a bit of, you know. Yes, and that's what I'm counting on because there are several warriors here. Yes. Naoto knows shit about war. Yes. I'm going to bring it to that subject. I'm going to talk about anything that can be tactics. Aha. Duels of honor. He was using similarities. I will use similarities as describing Yayutsu challenges, fights, combat. Okay. Shiro, the code of the warrior. I will get him out of his element. Excellent. I will you force him out of his element. Your choice, academics or leadership, I think. Leadership or melee. <laughs> I think leadership. Intelligence or yes, poor descriptions. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think I think probably leadership. I'm him away, yeah. yeah. Leadership. Yes. Yes. Because it's talking about kind of military action yeah. and idea. So let's say leadership and mm, your choice of. 
I think you can still make it off charisma, actually. Unless you want to make it about very specific... Actually, no, you want to make it about very specific things you won't know. So let's say intelligence and leadership. Yeah, it can be that or over time. Because I'm, I want to keep the conversation that way until the end. Until they start talking about their stuff. All right. Like, I want to hug that conversation in that way. All right, fine. I will allow you to make it resolve in that case. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Thank you very much. I'm nothing if not a lovely ST. Yeah, because the, the other way to do it is to say... Can I please not show that I'm in pain? Okay. So I have, I will rouse. Yeah. And then lose dice because this is a mental willpower. Come on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, chat. Come Channel on. Your energy for the Genki Dama. Okay. That is looking bad, but I will take one point of aggravated willpower. Oh. I think it's the first time we've ever had that. You dig deep into your reserves. Determined. Aggravated willpower. <gasps> Three successes, not great. Okay. So. Hate me, but I, I mean, I did all I could, and I did not go in. I I, I would rather have aggravated willpower damage than stains at this. So you talk. And you switch it onto a topic that Naoto doesn't know so much. It's not that Naoto knows nothing. But he doesn't know it like people that live it. And you know that. You know he knows it in a lip service kind of way. So when you start to go into the deeper nuances of what it means and, and what it's like, and out of that kind of social play, Naoto begins to find it harder to get an in. And of course, when they're discussing this topic, he can't make them change the topic because he's only an interpreter. He can only comment on what's happening. And so he starts to lose ground. And by the time this bit of conversation is ending, you feel like you have pulled it back and that Naoto is no longer fully in the conversation. And as such, your compulsion is lifted. Yeah! And you don't regain an aggravated, but you will regain one point of superficial, superficial willpower. Yes. Because of course, you've been letting your beast have a bit more control and therefore you haven't been straining against it as much as normal. So you get a bit back. Okay, okay, okay. You are aware though, as, as things are being kind of uh, moving on a little bit and there's less of your active interpretation needed, you f that kind of physical toll. And Naoto, though he is poised and smiling and doing his duty, there is a moment where the two of your eyes meet and there is a little love there. And both of you, you have this sense of these two kind of pugilists, two been, you know, fighting round after round after round. You're both obviously wrecked. wrecked. Yes. Yeah. But you're still... Yeah, I had, to, I had to take him to a place that he had like a very small pool or penalties to his role. So, yeah, oh my God. <clears throat> so you feel like you've kind of, you've clawed it back to a point where you pushed him out of the conversation, but you still feel, you don't feel like you... You know, or else the compulsion is gone. You don't feel like you crush now so socially. Yeah, but I, I you feel, feel like, like you. If the compulsion is lifted, I, be, I feel satisfied enough. You feel like you showed him, you taught him a lesson. Yeah. And you snubbed him a little bit. Yes. Regardless, of, regardless of whether that was true or not. Yeah. Uh, is that my cue to leave? Yes, you think it is. Excellent. So with this little refresh at the end, it was like, I will leave you to your conversations. Sirs, Amagotono. And as I move out, oh, Sir William. You want Amago? Oh. He really enjoys tea ceremonies. 
Perhaps I could host one while you're here. Sir William, would you be up for that? Sir William says, I most certainly would. I will make the arrangements. And I take my leave. I mean, 10 years of doing tea ceremonies for this man is... Ha! Oh my God. You take your leave, aware of a final burning glance from Naoto as you step yes. aside. Do you want to try and get you, uh, get you some buttons of Warhammer? So it's fine. No, 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 it's okay. It's okay. okay. I, actually, what I need is different types of paper and branches. I need to write the invitations for the tea ceremony that I'm going to host. So, um, Velvet. Ink. Yes. Anne has finished putting on her makeup. All right. And she comes back to you. <laughs> oh, my God. And she says, that's better. I wouldn't dream of conducting business without being properly made up. Absolutely not. I mean... Has I guess I've done my shirt. I was going to say, has Velvet made himself look presentable? Okay. So this will be the point where, again, you are aware of the fact that you have Adam's bite marks. When you're like adjusting your clothing, you'll be where you still have... Yeah. I'm assuming that he has probably bitten you somewhere low down. Yeah. So you can cover it with your yeah. shirt and obviously with your jacket. Yeah. You will be aware that your shirt... You don't bleed as much as the person does, but, but there will be some red marks on, that will shine through the shirt, but your jacket will cover them. Okay. Okay. For those watching at home, Anne might look like a teenager, but she's well beyond legal age, okay? Just saying that. Because this is going to look creepy. It might not go that way. We don't know. What so she looks for. at you. Okay. Mistake. <clears throat> She's, um, well... Now that we're about to conduct some business, I feel, well, I wondered if you had any proposition for me. Well, I'd like to know exactly what it is we're negotiating for here. We're, we're negotiating. If, if, if we're negotiating for uh, you to keep quiet, or if we're negotiating for something else. Oh, we're negotiating for the first one, so that I don't use my imagination and become <coughs> shocked and rush to tell my daddy. All right. Well, I propose that it would not be in your interests to tell your father. What would it be in my interest to do? Then you're interested quite about it. Oh, wonderful. Exchange for that. Yes. I'll offer you a minor boon. Oh. A minor boon? Right. <laughs> really? Do you have a counterproposal? I just think my imagination's a little more vivid than a minor boon. And but it is an imagination, and what, there's just the two of us here, so... Well, there's only the two of us here. Right. But... When it comes to be a matter of... Uh... But my daddy believes everything I say. He might talk to his brother about it. I guess he might. But that still won't make it true. And then it might not be a minor matter. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying it's very important. I'm very sympathetic to your situation, Velvet, because I too suffer from... <laughs> The curse of love. <laughs> but really, a minor boon's a little insulting, don't you think? And I'd be so happy if I was to have a bigger boon than a minor boon. 
please, Velvet, please. I, I'd be so good. I wouldn't make it something horrible. It would be a nice boon because you're a nice person. <laughs> I've never had a major boon before, Velvet, please. Oh, now you want one. Yes, a major one from you, Velvet. And it will make us such close friends. Please. All right. Oh, she'll come forward to hug you. But I, <laughs> I've got a. She'll pause. I'll say. I don't want this registered. Oh. It's an agreement between the two of us. Well, it's not exactly a boon if it's not registered. That's not true. You can have, uh, absolutely operate something like this on, uh, on a person's word. I know you to be a person of your word. You come from a very well-established family. I think between the two of us, <coughs> we'll need that. Okay, make me a quick uh, manipulation and persuasion. <laughs> Um, I'm going to keep a fairly low difficulty because your family. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Guess I'll spend some willpower. <laughs> You're channeling your inner Theo there. Yep. <coughs> Stop channeling your inner Theo. Well, oh, never mind. Well, shit. Two. Okay. She says... Oh, yeah. Thanks. Well, I suppose there is something rather exciting about a secret boon. You could say it's even better than a normal one. You could. And you and I are both people who like excitement, right? But I think given that I'm keeping this secret for you, well, I think that must mean that we trust each other, doesn't it? Sure it does. And that... You know, as well as the boon, we'll also just generally keep out an eye for one another should there be any naughty business. Absolutely. You know, should you need someone to look out when you were in the room, or maybe if I needed someone to look out, we could count on each other, couldn't we? Aside from the boon. <coughs> All right, yes. Oh, wonderful. Oh, it's so exciting to have secrets. I do love secrets. Oh, we're going to have the most fun, Velvet. Um, I will embrace her. Yeah, she'll give you a kind of <laughs> a big squeeze, a big excited hug. Shake my head that I just got stiffed by a 10-year-old. <laughs> oh, 13-year-old. 13-year-old. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't help my ego. <laughs> okay, she will skip out looking very happy. I will go and find Adam. If he's left the court, oh leave the court. <coughs> so you're going to go and see if he's in court? No, I'm going to test him, find out where he is. Uh, and wherever he is, I'm going to. You text him and he doesn't reply. Shit, then I definitely leave to go and find him. So you're just leaving the court or are you going into the court? I will put my head around the door to see if he's there, <laughs> but if I don't see him, then I assume... Uh, you will there. see him. He's talking to your sire. Shit. <gasps> and your sire seems to be... There's something about the interaction that immediately sets you in a bad mood. <laughs> Oh, well, I was just to go up to them. I approach them immediately. Okay, so you approach. Without any planning of any kind. Okay, you start approaching. Uh, is, are you doing anything when you approach, or are you just going up to them? I'm going to. My intention is to try and insert myself into this conversation. But as I'm as I'm going up, <coughs> I'm going to try and hear what they're talking about. Okay. 
You will hear Wallace say, um, I'm beginning to wonder if you've got a hearing problem, Mr. Palmer. Or maybe you're going senile in your old age. How much distance is there between Wallace and Adam? Um, not a great deal. They're quite close to each other. Could I could I insert myself between them, facing Wallace with you, my back you, Adam? Yeah, you can absolutely physically impose yourselves. Okay. You step between them. Wallace. I'll say. Hey. Well, hello there, Velvet. How about you and I have a chat? I think that is a most excellent idea. Good. But not right now. I've got more important things to tend to. Don't you worry. We'll have a chat real soon. I want to do it now. Well, can't always have what you want, Velvet. And he turns and starts to walk away, unless you're going to force the issue. Yep. Oi! That's what I like to see. So in what way are you forcing the issue? As in, are you going to just... He's turned to walk away from me. He's... I put my hands on him and stop him. Okay. Physically. Okay, so you so put a hand on him. to face me. Sure. So, I said I want to talk to you about it now. I don't give a good goddamn what it is you have to do. Let's get this sorted out right now. I was not aware there was anything that needed sorting out, Velvet. Although, he looks at your hand on his arm. Perhaps I was wrong about that. Perhaps you were. It's not the first thing you've been wrong about. So, what is it you want to talk about so badly here in court? Oh, Mr. Palmer, I think you can be leaving now. Unless this business involves him. Does not. Well, ain't that a surprise? Adam looks. <laughs> well, you can't see how Adam looks. You've got your back to him. I will say. I am about done with you interfering in my life. Well, it was not my understanding that I was interfering in anything of yours. I was talking to Mr. Palmer here. And I don't like that. Well, that's noted, Philip. Now, if you'd be so kind as to remove your hand from my arm, I'll be joining the prince and the other knights. Unless you have a problem with that, too. Take my hand off his arm. That's better. But I think you're right. You and I, we need to have a talk. Nice long talk. Real soon. Well, I look forward to it. And that is where we're going to end today's session. <laughs> um, so, 
I don't think there are any stains to resolve this week, but we should say that this is, uh, yeah, maybe next week we'll have loads, uh, is Callum Appreciation Week. Callum has been uh, running the tech for us. And also we're saying, particularly over things like the Christmas break, uh, but also just in general, Callum is the tech girl that keeps the wheels on in terms of reminding certain stupid people when things need to be put up or have I remembered to do a certain thing he which is our Twitter most of the time yeah. yeah we're taking care of the social media so he's so yeah do send him some love in the chat if toss some bits to our color <laughs> <laughs> I sense a theme um and to our mysterious benefactor we have seen that Callum got the gift thank you so much for that as well oh my god uh, so aside from that, really, just to say thank you very much to the players, who are, as always, fabulous. Super thanks again to Callum. And thank you to you. Do join us next week, where you will find out just what happens to all of our players. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for watching this episode of Blood on the Tamases. If you'd like to keep up with all the latest news, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. And remember, if you want to join us live, be sure to tune in every Monday. 7pm UK time on Twitch or you can catch up on YouTube and our podcast and a big thanks to our supporters on Patreon and all of you beautiful disaster ghouls we'll see you next time